Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. No dormant to notice a heavily armed person enter. How do you explain that? This guy didn't walk in with a with a derringer. Hidden in his ankle or in his in the in his stocking or something like that, the guy walked in with some kind of a something like a rifle. I don't know if it's a, it's not an AR-15 from what I understand, but it's something similar. This isn't something that you can hide under your coat. How did this guy get in there? And I heard he was sitting at the bar from a person that was interviewed. Well, sitting in the bar, I, I know. Oh, well, you know, you can call me a little bit funny. But I don't think I'm going to sit in the bar next to somebody who's necessarily drinking, and he's also got a semi-automatic weapon with him. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened down there, but I can tell you after after reading Paul Craig Roberts' article, I googled Orlando shooting ambulances. Right? I wanted to see a roll of ambulances. There's no pictures on it. No. I googled Orlando shooting victims. There's a bunch of snapshots of of uh young men who look you know you know young men and blah 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 good looking guys and a lot of regards and the rest of that sort of thing but nobody being shot orlando bloody bodies i googled that nothing comes up where are the bodies i don't know what the truth of the matter is and there may be a perfectly good reason why so far, we haven't seen this. We haven't seen this evidence. But Paul Craig Roberts makes a very interesting case. But where is the visual evidence to prove what has allegedly happened? Like I say, I'm generally disinclined to believe this sort of thinking. But Paul Craig Roberts is somebody that I am inclined to respect, and one of us is, you know, has been making a mistake on this subject up until now. I'm Alfred Adams here with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival. We're out of time. We will be back tomorrow. In the meantime, the good Lord bless you, me, Melody, and Frank, the producer. Bye-bye. I work all night. I work all day to pay the bills I have to pay. There never seems to be a single penny left for me. That's too bad. In my dream, I have a friend. If I got to be a wealthy man, I wouldn't have to work at all. I'd fool around and have a ball.
American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. AVR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $140. $49.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
yo. <laughs> I gotta have a mind to paint a plywood sign and nail it up on a knotty pine tree. Saying I was here first, this is my piece of dirt and your rambling don't rattle me. Good afternoon, all. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is about eight minutes after noon Pacific time. It is Wednesday, June 15, 2016. And if that's when it is where you're at, we are, in fact, live. 800-932-1980 is the call-in number. 800-932-1980 is the call-in number. can also participate in the show from our chat room, which is located at our website, theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com. You'll see the uh, chat link over on the left-hand side if you're on a big screen. If you're on a little tiny screen, then you will have to... Uh, Open the menu, and it'll be over there. 
Just click that, pick a name, pick a password, and you're in there. The site is responsive, meaning it should work no matter what size screen you're using, whether you're using a little 4-inch, uh, you know, mobile device or you're using a, uh, well, a 40-inch television. It doesn't matter. It should work. It seems to work for me, so... <clears throat> So it ought to work for you, too. All right. Now, there have been some uh, issues with the player. I've noticed also on the Android, the automatic uh, player, you know, when you go click on the uh, one of the streams, it does not automatically go. It doesn't play at all. And another thing on the Android is if you, uh, what will work is if you click the uh, open in a new uh, window and then the direct link, which I'm going to change this. It just takes some time because, you know, we have a lot of streams and two different sites and I'll probably do it this weekend. Um, I'm going to put a direct link right on the, uh, you know, page so you don't have to take two clicks to do it. The reason why is because uh, on an Android, at least the one I have, the direct link will work for the native player on an Android. But here's the trick. The Android I have has a built-in, I guess, Android browser. It will not work with that. But if you install Firefox, open Firefox, and use the link to open the native player in Firefox, it will work. So, you know, I uh, we do the best we can to make more devices work. But, you know, until the manufacturers and the powers that be get their heads out of their behinds and say, look, let's have a standard here. Uh, you know, there's only so much to do. You know, you can't just... All right, man, there's a thousand links here. Now, if you have this model, do this. If you have that model, click this. If you have, you know, it's just nobody's going to do that, all right? Nobody's going to do that. It's your device. Figure out how to use it. Figure out how to how to listen with it. You know, that's that's the thing. And if your device just doesn't work with a lot of things you want to do, maybe get a different device. You know, they are uh, thinking about, like Samsung, and the, the manufacturers of these mobile devices are thinking, uh, are working towards dumping the Android operating system and, and using their own, which uh, I, I don't see as a bad idea. Because Google is a horrible company, you know. I know, I know. <laughs> Somebody in the chat room says, oh, my God, two clicks? Yeah, it's, it, you know, that's how we are, though. That's, that's the America we live in, you know. That's too much. That's too, that's just too much. I'm sorry. That's, uh, who's got that kind of time? Who's got that kind of effort? What am I? 
what am I, an Olympic runner or something here? Come on, what am I, a professional athlete, two clicks? What, are you kidding me? I know, it's, but that this is America, so... Speaking of America, I was just reading a new article in the Rolling Stone, and uh, it's pathetic. There's a so-called constitutional professor who, he says, I teach the Constitution for a living, which is very disturbing. He teaches at Drexel University. So, folks, you know what? If you ever want to send your kids to a university that's decent. It's not Drexel, apparently. This guy, who calls himself a constitutional professor, I guess kind of like Obama, he says that, well, the Second Amendment needs to be repealed. We all just need to understand that the Founding Fathers got it wrong. They made a mistake. Things have changed. Yada, yada, yada. This is the... Folks, have you noticed the absolute onslaught if nothing else okay if nothing else and man they were on it the minute actually listen they were on it a couple of days before this tragedy happened in or maybe didn't happen in Orlando that's right general betray us the lying traitor security leak who is so pathetic that he can't get a piece of tail without giving her secret information from the United States government. Hayden, the Nazi who was running Homeland Security for a while, and some other admirals and uh, ex-CIA, ex-intelligence guys, big names, three- and four-star generals and admirals. They got together a little group, a day, a day and a half before the shooting in Orlando supposedly happened. They announced, oh, we, and they got some nice little name that sounds real good, but what it is is a gun control group. They set up a gun control group a day and a half before this happened. Then, bang, here it goes. And now what? The president, they got their little group. They've got that piece of crap from the Homeland Security, Jay Johnson, saying, well, gun control is now a matter of Homeland Security. Oh, really? And then in the Rolling Stone article on the sign, it's, uh, it's got a little thing. Everything you need to know about the AR-15 used in the Orlando shooting. Well, how about the fact that it wasn't an AR-15? Oh, that doesn't matter. We're just calling everything an AR-15. It's either an AR-15 or a Glock. It doesn't matter what it is. That's what we're calling it. And it's a lie. It was not an AR-15, not even close. So uh, what's going on here, folks? Now, whether those people were killed or not, it doesn't matter. The government knew it was going to happen. So usually when they know something's going to happen, it means because they made it happen. How about this? 
Here's a headline. Media is refusing to cover numerous witness accounts of multiple shooters in the Orlando massacre. Yeah, there was over 100 people shot. Really? One guy, huh? Who snuck into, what, a nightclub where they wand you at the entrance? As mainstream media headlines begin to solidify around the narrative, a single shooter was responsible for the carnage at Pulse Nightclub in Orlando on Sunday. Details calling the now official story into question must be addressed. While no doubts can be raised, Omar Mati indeed played a role in the attack. Yes, a role in the attack. He was the patsy. Eyewitness accounts, while varied and certainly subjective, considering the chaos unfolding at the time, don't unanimously agree he acted alone. I mean, I'm pretty sure it was more than one person, witness Janelle Gonzalez told a bevy of reporters. Like I said, I heard two guns going off at the same time, he continued, gesturing back and forth with his fingers, indicating the gunfire emanated from separate directions. Oh, you mean like some team set up a crossfire so they could kill as many people as possible in as short a period of time as possible? You mean something like that? Further, he explained, panicked clubgoers had difficulty locating exits during the shooting, which he estimated lasted eight minutes. Okay, now, eight minutes. Now, listen. Let's say that the guy's got a semi-automatic, you know, a military-style weapon. And uh, he has 30-round clips. Eight minutes. Over 100 people shot. That means far over 100 rounds were shot. That's at least, and and he better be a really good shot, not just randomly shooting. That's four clip. That's four magazines. Okay. In eight minutes, I suppose you could do it. But you know what would really uh, happen? Three or four guys would really do a job in eight minutes. Anyway, plenty of time for shooters to reload multiple times when Gonzalez and others finally found a door hidden behind a curtain. There was probably like 50 people trying to jump over each other and trying to exit the place. And there was a guy holding the door. The guy was holding the door and not letting us exit. What? So somebody was not letting them exit? Wow. When they asked why he was blocking their only way out as the shooting seemed to be drawing near, Gonzalez said the man told them, no, you guys have to stay inside. Stay inside. What? What? Oh, man. Desperate, the group demanded he move to give them safe passage, but the man's steadfast refusal to do so provoked a serious question. As Gonzalez explained, the fact that there was a semi-automatic rifle and not a handgun employed in the shooting, 
he realized this must be a hate crime. Oh, yes, this must be a hate crime because it's not a pistol, it's a rifle. Because rifles hate people, don't you know that? And then he put two and two together. And I was like, this guy's trying to prevent us from leaving the club. Maybe they're working together. <gasps> Fox News' Megan Kelly actually interviewed the man, Louis Burbano, who admitted to blocking the exit, asking, you were holding the door so that the shooter could not get out. Asking. That this is, okay, listen. If this happened, if a lawyer was asking this of somebody on the stand in court, there would be an objection. You're leading the witness. I'm sorry. You can't do that. This is the question. Listen to Megan Kelly's question. This little whore is nothing but a prostitute for the mainstream media who just is doing this narrative, and they gave her her orders. Look, this is the story you're running. This is the this is the question. You were holding the doors so that the shooter could not get out. But was there any concern that you know you might be keeping the people fleeing the shooter from getting out? That's a question. You were holding the doors so the shooter could not get out. How does she know that? Yeah, um yeah, that was on my mind. There was banging, there was pushing on the door. That was on my mind, but at that point in time, I just tried doing what I thought would be best at that moment. Now, wait a minute. So, you're telling me that your idea here to hold all the, the doors shut so people can't get out of the fishbowl that they're getting shot in is to keep the shooter in. Uh, did it ever cross your mind that if the shooter wanted to leave... He would just come by and shoot you dead and open the door and leave? Did it ever cross your mind that holding the door shut unarmed wasn't going to keep the shooter? You know, the guy with the gun, if he wanted to leave, he'd leave. And your little idiot self standing there trying to hold him in wasn't going to stop him. So this guy is clearly lying. And what, Megan Kelly isn't smart enough to ask that? Well, now, wait a minute. So you're, you're holding the door shut so the shooter doesn't get out. Did it ever cross your mind that if the shooter wanted to leave, he'd just kill you? Huh? Burbano also, oh, oh. He explained the door opened into an alleyway, which was extremely narrow and would have created a jogger knot. Really? That's what he said? The guy who said, yeah, um, uh, yeah, that was on my mind. There was banging. There was pushing on the door. That was on my mind. But at that point in time, I just tried doing what I thought would be best at the moment. And then he explained the door opened into an alleyway, which was extremely narrow and would have created a jogger knot. <laughs> really? Who who says that? Who even uses the word joggernaut, huh? Burbano also worried he might be opening the door to the shooter. So he felt holding it shut, he would prevent the attacker's escape. And 
little Megan Kelly never crosses her mind that, oh, so you're going to just tell the guy with the semi-automatic weapon, no, I'm sorry, you can't leave, I'm holding the door shut. I'm leaving. You know what? This is this is not even a good lie. So, listen, while Burbano's actions were perhaps motivated by doing the right thing, but, what, is everybody stupid? Motivated by doing the right thing. Uh, I'm not going to let the people out because the alley's thin and it would create a jogger knot. Huh? Oh, and I wanted to also hold the door shut so the guy with the automatic weapon couldn't get out because he'd see me standing there holding the door and go, oh, boy, I guess I can't get out that way because that man won't open the door for me. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. you got to be kidding me. As for the description, possibly more than one shooter had been involved. Gonzalez actually wasn't alone. A second witness described in an interview aired on the Today Show. It had to have been more than one person, too, because the gunfire was just too continuous. It's like you're at a gun range and all you hear is just boom, bang, bang. I can't even describe it. I don't think anyone really knew what was going on. Orlando's shooting witness describes this describes this. Uh, and of course, you know, Mateen was killed inside the club. No words, no nothing. You don't get to talk. You're a dead man. Uh, anyway, so there you have it, folks. Enough about this, because I am really convinced that this is a false flag. Now, I don't know if it's a hoax. Uh, I haven't seen any dead bodies. I don't know if it's a hoax or not a hoax. But I, I am absolutely convinced this is a false flag. Oh, there might be dead people. See, because you're loving government that's there to protect you and help you, they don't care if they have to kill all of you to get their way. They will kill as many people as they need to to get their way. Uh, <laughs> uh, here we go. Somebody in the chat room says, I use the word not daily. Well, okay, you know maybe there's a uh, maybe there's a career in crisis actor for you because apparently they do also. It's just uh, <laughs> it's just here's a, here's a little something for you before we go to break, okay? Did you know that the Raggedy Ann doll? Is a doll that is all about vaccine damage and death. 
Johnny Gruel created the uh, quintessential Raggedy Ann doll in 1915, and there's a U.S. patent on it. Gruel was a successful American writer, cartoonist, storyteller, and illustrator who worked for a popular magazine at the time called Physical Culture. Many are uh, unaware that Gruel's famous Raggedy Ann storybooks and illustrations were based in large part on Marcella's childhood adventures. Not long after the creation of the much-beloved Raggedy Ann, Gruel's only child and 13-year-old daughter, Marcella, died a painful death after receiving a routine smallpox vaccination at school, which, of course, was given without parental consent. Reports indicate that after the initial inoculation, Marcella had lost her appetite, became feverish and fatigued. Amazingly, more inoculations were given, despite her negative reaction from the first jab. Predictively, Marcella's health continued to decline to the point where she lost all muscle control, becoming listless and lifeless like a rag doll. While all this was going on at school, her parents knew nothing about it and had never ever given their consent for any vaccinations. Sadly, Marcella died a slow and agonizing death. The Gruels were convinced beyond any doubt that the vaccination was the culprit behind the death of their only child, even though school authorities and vaccine proponents insisted Marcella had died from a pre-existing heart defect. Ultimately, seven leading physicians are called upon to opinion about the cause of her death. Six consented it is the result of vaccine-induced poisoning and called it malpractice. Six of seven. The seventh, being the head of the school board and a supporter of vaccination, declined to comment. Johnny had originally created Raggedy Ann as an unlikely protagonist, gracing the many stories he began writing to entertain his young sickly daughter, Marcella, for those who are not familiar or who have forgotten, Raggedy Ann was the unusual character starring in a series of stories for young children that became a sensation. She was a rag doll who sported bright red yarn hair and a triangle nose. The story goes, one afternoon, Marcella had been rummaging around in the attic of her grandmother's house when she spied an old storage chest, opened it, and to her delight found a faceless rag doll. When Marcella showed her dad the faceless doll, he drew a unique face on it. The doll had no face, so it was her dad, Johnny Gruel, who put the famous black eyes, red triangle nose, and separated mouth on the original doll, and Grandma made a new dress. So there you have it. You know, uh, you know, use it as a symbol, folks. If you're against vaccines and stuff, Get a Raggedy Ann doll. You know, put it... And, and when people ask, hey, what's that? Oh, don't you know the story of Raggedy Ann? And let them know. These people have been killing children with vaccinations for a very long, long time. They have never worked. They have always been dangerous. They are nothing but poison. And yet now they're mandating it for your children in order to... 
attend public school, which wouldn't be such a big deal if you had the choice whether you could send your kids to school or not. But you don't, because if you don't send your children to public school, you're going to get a visit from the authorities. Folks, you know what? It is time to start standing up to these people. And I mean seriously standing up. You try to take anything from me, and you're going down. And you're going to the ground, in the ground. I'm going to turn you to dirt. That needs to be the American people's attitude towards their government. You come anywhere near me anymore, and you're going down hard, or I am. One of us is leaving, because this ain't going to stand. That's what the American people need to start to do. They need to get their minds right. They need to get their head out of their behind, and they need to grow a pair. Your government is not your friend. They're not here to help you. They are here to enslave you. Look around. You don't see that? Are you stupid? Honestly, folks, if you don't see it, there's something wrong with you. It's all around you. I'm going to take a break, and we'll be back in a bit. Bye. 
woman think you are a man of a dream You can't tell a sister It's the finest thing you ever seen vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. People realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water.
countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System.
we're back. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It's June 15th, 2016. It's Wednesday. It's about 12.45 and a half out here. On the Pacific Time Coast, if that's when it is where you're at, we are, in fact, live. 800-932-1980 is the call-in. You can also go to the chat room, which is located at our websites, theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com. You'll see the chat link over on the left-hand side, unless you're on your mobile, which you'll have to bring up the menu, and then you'll see it down there. But, uh... Chat's kind of, you know, chat's kind of tough on the uh, little mobiles, but uh, you can do it. I've done it. Uh, anyhow, there you have it. There it is. I'm not giving out the Yahoo screen name anymore till I figure out how to make this thing work a little more dependably. Because it doesn't do you any good to message me if I can't see them. And that's kind of how Yahoo's working right now. <laughs> so, anyhow, let's... Uh, Let's get to some things and stuff here. Uh, now, I was going to do this, but this is so lengthy. I, I, I can't start on anything else and then do this. Here's what the FBI was doing instead of catching the Orlando shooter. It's not really about the Orlando shooter so much, this story is. It's about how the FBI goes about, you know, all these times when they say, oh, we thwarted another terrorist attack. Oh, we saved you all again, and you didn't even notice. Oh, look at that. We've done it again. We've done it again and again and again, and oh, boy, we're really doing our job. But you know how they go about doing it? They don't catch any real terrorists. What they do is they entrap mentally deranged people, people with psychological problems or money problems, and they entrap them into doing something they would have never done on their own, and they gave them the means and the opportunity to do it, and then they go ahead and do, uh, oh, okay, uh, let me buy that gun. Let me, uh, oh, because you gave me the money to go buy the gun. Oh, you delivered to me the explosives. You know, so you, as an undercover agent, come to a guy and say, hey, how do you feel about the government? I think the government sucks. I think they're our enemy. Oh, yeah, me too, man. You know, hey, let's do something about it. Let's do something about it now, or you're a coward. You're a loser. You're not an American if you don't do something about it right now, and I can help you. Here, let me, oh, here's some explosives for you. Here, how about that? And how, oh, you, you know, hey, do you have an assault rifle? Because you need an assault rifle, you know. Oh, no, I don't. They're too expensive. You know, I'm out of work. And I, you know. Really? Well, hey, how much do you need? Oh, only 1500 bucks. Well, hey, I'll tell you what, I'll front it to you. As a matter of fact, I'll give it to you because, you know what, I'm, uh, I'm on your side. And I really, I admire people like you who will stand up and do something. Oh, okay. So they take the 1500 bucks, they go buy a gun. Which, of course, you know, they're allowed to, even though the FBI is investigating them, because they're really not investigating them. This is something you need to understand, folks. It's, it's with this Matty guy, too. 
See, this is another bit of evidence that demonstrates this is a false flag, a government operation. The FBI had this guy in their sights three or four times for years, okay? He worked for a government contractor who has security contracts with the Department of Homeland Security, all right? This guy is under surveillance. The FBI knows all about him, but three weeks, no, a week, a week before he goes supposedly on this shooting rampage, he goes, buys two guns, does the background check, gets the guns. Wait a minute. Now, when I went and bought a gun... I had to wait 20 days, over 20 days, because, do you know why? Because in 1979, I had a disorderly conduct charge against me at the Jersey Shore, because as an 18-year-old, we'd go to the Jersey Shore, we'd end up down there, we'd all be drinking, we'd get outside and get in a big fight with everybody. The cops are called, everybody gets a disorderly conduct ticket, okay? I had my gun held up here in Oregon for a 35-year-old disorderly conduct ticket. Because they had to investigate if domestic violence was involved. Yet, a guy under FBI surveillance gets his gun right away. He doesn't have any flags come up on the, on the uh, background check. Nothing. Folks, this is evidence that the FBI was covering for this guy. What the FBI was doing, they weren't investigating this guy. They were grooming him to be a patsy. You want any more evidence? Well, then this whole story here is all about time and time and time again, how all these times they have thwarted. These terrorist attacks, how they've gone about doing that is setting up people who wouldn't otherwise do anything. They gave them the means, they gave them the explosives, they gave them the weapons, and then they come and arrest them because they've got them. And say, oh, we saved you all. Then we have Matt T. Under investigation, been questioned, government contractor for Wackenhut. And yet, he can go buy two guns, no problem, nobody, no flag, no nothing. But me? Oh, hey, 35-year-old disorderly conduct ticket holds me up for 20-something days. Right? You see a problem here? And when Obama says, well, the background checks just don't work. Well, they just don't work if you don't work them. They work for me. Obama is a liar, okay? And Jay Johnson is a liar. And Betrayus is a liar. And Hayden is a liar. Folks, they are working for the worldwide communist revolution as better known as the New World Order. 
to disarm you. Here's something about Britain, because this is going to be interesting to see how this goes. I wonder if they're going to rig the election like they did the Scottish exit from Britain. One by one, the uh, Brexit dominoes are falling. First, it was the surprise ORB poll last Friday showing those in favor of Britain's departure from the EU a whopping 10 points in the lead. Then it was two new polls this week confirming that the Leave camp has taken a convincing lead with just 10 days left before they go to the uh, vote. Then it was Murdoch's son urging its readers in its typically low-key and understated fashion to believe in Britain. Now even serious journalists like the Telegraph's Ambrose Evans pictured are encouraging Britons to vote for separation from the EU. Stripped of distractions. The referendum comes down to an elemental choice, whether to restore the full self-government of this nation or to continue living under a higher supranational regime ruled by a European council that we do not elect in any meaningful sense and that the British people can never remove, even if it persists in error. We are deciding whether to be guided by a commission with quasi-executive powers that operates more like the priesthood of the 13th century papacy than a modern civil service, and whether to submit to a European court of justice that claims sweeping supremacy with no right of appeal. Yeah, this is sounded just like the United States, isn't it? Isn't that the Supreme Court? Gee, once we say it is, it is. You know, there's nowhere else to go. That's why we need to take your guns away, because that's the next place to go. Folks, I, I, I can't be more serious about this, that you had better not give up your guns. You had better, as a matter of fact, make it very clear to people, well, you know, it's all fun and games until you try to take my guns, then I start killing people. And I'm not going to stop until you're all dead, or I'm dead, one or the other. Because you cross that line, and it's war. Just like in the Revolutionary War. All this nonsense about, well, things have changed, technology has blah, blah, blah. Technology's got nothing to do with nothing. The government is still a threat. The government is still your enemy, just like it was when the Founding Fathers created it. They knew the government was the people's enemy. And the people had to keep a tight rein on it. And they also recognized that sometimes it gets to the point where they will not listen to reason. They don't care about peaceful protests or boycotts or anything else. They will need to be killed. The Founding Fathers understood this. This is why the Second Amendment is there. Not to go hunting, not to defend your homes, none of that. It is to take the government officials out when they start misbehaving and will not stop. Read the preamble to the Bill of Rights if you don't believe me spells out exactly what every amendment was for. 
It was to keep the government under control. No other reason. The First Amendment, the Second Amendment, the Fourth, the Fifth, all of them were to keep the government under control. Nothing else. Again, don't believe me. Read the preamble to the Bill of Rights. And you'll see that is what it was for. Go look it up. Preamble to the Bill of Rights. So all these other little arguments they make, they only make based on your ignorance. They make them based on the fact that they figure you, you're not going to know this. You're not going to know that. So, hey, we can tell you anything. I'm an expert. Uh-huh. An expert. Well, an expert liar. Because, see, experts work for who pays them. I've gone through this many times, and I'll do it again because apparently people don't get it. Your doctor, your scientist, your anybody who is an expert is given a task. Hey, I'm going to pay you to come up with a study that says this drug is safe. You understand? And they do understand what the order is is to come up with a study that shows this drug is safe. Whether it's safe or not, in reality, doesn't matter. I want a study that says it is. I want a poll that says this is the way everybody's thinking. Guys like Frank Luntz, that piece of garbage, you know, he had a uh, Twitter thing that came up on mine. He goes, I only only tell you what what the voters say. Yeah, after you manipulate them with your questions. Another liar. An expert. Anyway, folks, I got to go. I'll be back again tonight. And uh, we got a full day coming up. Financial survival's coming up next, followed by Condition Critical's live two-hour show. So stay right where you're at, folks. And uh, as always, thanks for listening. heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. 
prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Melody Suderstrom, and you're listening to Financial Survival. I'm here with my co-host, Alfred Adisk, to bring you our opinion and commentary on today's economic and political events for Wednesday, June 15th, 2016. Good afternoon, Al. I'm Melody. Well, it's been a wild and crazy day, and uh, we have lots to talk about today after the uh, Going into the second and third segment of the program today, because the first segment today, we have Wendy Wilson from Apothecary Herbs joining us, but uh, a lot of crazy things going on to talk about uh, uh, financially and why gold is up $8.30 right now at $1,294.80. Silver's up 16 at 1761 Platinum was up 2 at 981 and Palladium was down 3 at 500 and $36. The USDX today was trading a little bit weaker, 0.24 at 94.67. Crude oil was down big today, 1.15 at 47.34. You can kiss $50 oil plus. <laughs> That's going away. That's not going to be around uh, anymore. You're going to see a lot of pressure on that. And, uh, uh, with the economy and so forth, but let's go ahead and get to the paper markets. The market closed. The markets were up most of the day. They had a reversal after Janet Yellen came out and uh, nixed the rate increase probably for the next two years. Um, so the Dow was down 33 points at 17,640. Should have been down 334 points, but the NASDAQ was down 8, 48.34. The S&P down 3, 2,007.1. The 10-year yield 
that uh, was below 160. It did come back, and it was right now down just 0.01 at 1.60%. The euro was up strong, 0.47 at 113. And all the European and Asian markets were stronger overnight, but they've just been hammered, uh, you know, for the past five trading days. Um, they've been hit hard, so only natural for them to have a little bit of a comeback, as slight as it was, and um, pressure will probably be on them overnight. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. We have Wendy Wilson from Apothecary Herbs joining us, as she does every Wednesday. Good afternoon, Wendy. Good afternoon, Melody, and hello, Al. How's everybody? Just Good. great, thanks. Good. Awesome. I thought we'd talk about you and the biological market today. Um, we've uh, heard from the scientific community on the pharmaceutical companies have been designing some very, a very different distribution route to vaccinate a lot of people and animals. And this is the aerosol uh, sector of vaccine. Uh, treatment. Uh, the argument they presented is that science, uh, they say, re- with regard to the aerosol vaccinations, it targets the root in- of infection. So they give us an example for tuberculosis. Uh, the infection normally is breathed into the lungs from contaminated droplets coughed out by someone with tuberculosis. So the aerosol vaccine, they say, seems to be a good idea. It's the primary route for the infection to the pulmonary and infected lungs. So they are theorizing that aerosol tuberculosis vaccines would be more efficient than a serum injected version. So that's the theory. Uh, and and uh, we're also told that um, uh, vaccine by spraying it into the air, people actually will breathe in the, um, the disease permeating the lung tissue, the mucosa, for full coverage within just two breaths. So uh, aerosol vaccinations, the powdered kind, are a big deal. And we're going to get into the uh, uh, financial sector of this in just a second. Now, the concept, I think, of crop dusting and the entire planet with vaccines is really the brainchild of Barry Bloom, Ph.D., dean of Harvard School of Public Health, and Harvard bioengineers David Edwards and Young Ling Wong. These three came up with the aerosol nano microparticle particle TB tuberculosis vaccine. Uh, currently, 100 million children on the planet get the injectable version of this vaccine. So the World Health Organization, Al Melanie, stated in 2015, we have 8.6 million cases of TB globally, generate, generates about 3. Uh, 1.3 million deaths. Uh, they also state there's a lot of people with what they call mycobacteria TB that they're already infected, so they say a third of the population on the planet already has this, and uh, there's a 10% risk of a full-blown outbreak of tuberculosis. So, you know, uh, and then we get into the fact that, you know, uh, they lose a lot of controls when they vaccinate by aerosol, and we'll get to that in a second. Now, we're told that the industry, the pharmaceutical industry, uh, has been de- really developing for 13 years, cultivating this, bio, this mycobacterium uh, for tuberculosis. They, they cultivated it in cattle uh, to make the, the human vaccine, and it's called Bacacil Calmente-Gurin, or BCG for short, and they created that in 1974. 
Uh, so the industry is stating that although the vaccine is given to children, it doesn't really offer a whole lot of protection for adults and revaccinating adults, uh, say, uh, increases the risk of adverse events. So, Al, they're going to want to aerosol you with tuberculosis vaccine. Are you okay with that? I have. I'm not a very trusting person when it comes to government <laughs> spraying things into the atmosphere. Um, right. You know, I mean, if we're going to crop dust in order to allegedly get a tuberculosis, mm-hmm. we already have a problem with creating super viruses by right. dispersing too many uh, antibiotics. Mm-hmm. I don't see how this isn't going to risk creating some super strain of tuberculosis. Uh, could we well, really I, eliminate yeah. all tuberculosis, or will we re- just make things worse? Well, well I think, pretty, let yeah. me just say it pretty much was eradicated from the states anyway, but now you have everyone coming over the borders that are bringing it back, and it's a new problem. Yeah. Is that correct? Well, yeah, but the thing is, is adults have it. And so the, the vaccine it was really created to be given to children. It doesn't seem to be as effective when given later in life. So what they're doing is they've gone back to the drawing board, and they are coming up with this new TB vaccine for children and adults. They say is more robust, offers a strong cell-mediated immune system response. So they've got a couple of candidates uh, in the works. They're, you know, it's brewing in the cauldron, if you will. So two TB vaccines are currently in phase two testing. One's in Germany, one's in South Africa. Uh, so they're testing it there. Both of them contain dangerous recombatant proteins, also called fusion proteins or adjuvants. And we've gone over this before. Adjuvant just means a contaminated vial of vaccine of bacteria. That's what an adjuvant is. So under phase one tests, they say they combined an additional four bacteria adjuvants to the mix. And researchers and doctors are trying to design um, a tuberculosis vaccine for those that are already infected with the TB pathogen, because it's long been understood that if you have TB in your body, that you, you, you suffer a greater risk if they give you a tuberculosis vaccine and you run the risk of, uh, it's called Koch phenomenon, which translates into death by TB vaccine. Okay. You mean the vaccine, so, if you've already got the vaccine in your system, mm-hmm. You've got the tuberculosis in your system, excuse me. And yeah. if you wind up being exposed to a, a tuberculosis vaccine, it might actually amplify the tuberculosis that's already in your system. That's maybe yeah. dormant. Yeah. And that's they the perhaps. Yeah, that's the problem they're working around, you know. Um, but once uh-huh. they figure this out, they also want to make a vaccine for HIV patients, too. Can you imagine? Um, but, you know, since tuberculosis, you know, is an infection that you breathe in, they think the aerosol is going to be the best bet. Now, there's a report, Al, Melanie, from the Genetic Engineering and Biotechnology News. They stated that globally, vac- the global vaccine market is in the billions of dollars. And the World Health Organization reports it confirmed in 2016 that vaccines were netting the industry $56 billion a year. Depending on the production method and the vaccine, it kind of influences the cost of it. But according to the research, aerosol versions of vaccines do not require trained medical personnel to administer them. So the deployment of the aerosol vaccine depends on the size of the population. Therefore, facilitating a deployment of this vaccine could be by plane, crop duster, for instance, or another plane, by individual 
a drone or small nebulizer like Asmetics? What do they use for asthma? So these aerosol versions offer the pharmaceutical company potential savings with regard to field testing in animals and humans. The distribution is much more economical. It's a powdered version. It doesn't need refrigeration. It's, not, it's transported in lightweight containers compared to the serum version that needs refrigeration and is in glass vials. And doctors just love this idea. They say, you know, uh, an aerosol is cheaper, faster, more acceptable to children, no sharp injury. They'll just love it, right? Uh, well, there are some safety concerns. Hold on to your seat here. Um, scientific research has exposed a safety concern with aerosol delivery of vaccines, and here it is. There seems to be a problem when vaccines are delivered to the body through the intranasal route. The, there, in 2009, uh, this was published in the um, Polo Swan and PubMed publications in 2009. They said the scientific community and the pharmaceutical companies have known that using aerosol vaccines, which are genetically altered with mutant agents called psychotines, such as GM E. coli for an adjuvant, we've talked about that before, so when they have all these bacterial adjuvants to elicit a better immune system response, it causes facial paralysis called Bell's palsy. Okay. Sounds like a device to make that zombie thing come true. You know, everybody's well, going to be walking around. I'm not a zombie. I just got exposed to a vaccine. That's all. I can't smile. Well, it, it I makes can't sense laugh to anymore. me. It makes sense to me because all these vaccines send, seem to have a neurological effect, you know, of some kind, whether it's autism, uh, sudden infant death syndrome, strokes, uh, you know, learning, uh, uh, you know, impairments. It seems to, you know, because it goes to the brain. It just does. So this, uh, this Bell's palsy reaction of uh, facial paralysis occurred when they used the aerosol version of the flu vaccine called nasal flu, right? So the aerosol vaccines with the adjuvants are called heat-liable toxins in the industry. And you want to breathe that in like snuff, right? Ugh. So this no, facial paralysis also occurred when they tested the HIV aerosol and the TB vaccine aerosol. And they state they don't know why the paralysis happens. However, research is continuing to develop, get this, an aerosol for the measles vaccine, which we're told is stronger than the injectable one. Uh, so uh, aerosol measles vaccines being tested in South Africa and uh, Mexican school children have uh, been te they tested on them. They say it's completely safe. Um, they are seeking they licensing. They always do, though, don't they? I'm sorry? I mean, they always do. I mean, what did we have? Yeah. That was completely safe. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got yeah, a lot all of these things recalls. completely yeah. safe. And if they're not, they keep the money and we keep the disease. Right. So they're seeking licensing for the TB aerosol vaccine after testing it on the animals. And they're also looking for the aerosol vaccine um, uh, for the other ones as well, uh, the tuberculosis as well. And uh, here's the thing. When you, when you vaccinate through an aerosol, uh, through the pulmonary, it goes right into the blood system pretty quickly, faster than a serum injection. So this is the fastest way to uh, poison, infect, or change cell DNA is through uh, an aerosol vaccination. Uh, so they're seeking also down the road to have vaccines for all kinds of diseases, even heart disease, diabetes, and cancer. Now, um, here's the interesting financial part. 
According to the Genetic Engineering Biotechnology News, the pediatric vaccine marketplace is just the beginning, and now attention is being turned to the overlooked vaccine care for adults. So according to their report, the vaccine industry is one of the biggest growing industries in the pharmaceutical uh, complex, although news outlets say otherwise. So, for instance, the industry grew by 11% in 2015, selling $28 billion in vaccine product. And according to Global Health Vaccine Center of Innovation and the Disease Research Institute, it cost about $500 million to bring a vaccine to market. Therefore, the industry is looking for those cheaper, faster ways to vaccinate and to uh, make products. So the financial financial experts state that the vaccine sector of the pharmaceutical industry showed a revenue growth overall of 10 times the other products sold by pharmaceuticals. So this projected growth of vaccine products is expected to expand uh, to about 7.6% through 2022, And um, so currently 56.6% of the vaccines are for the uh, pediatric market, but that's going to change. They want to make the adult vaccine marketplace just as lucrative as the pediatric one. So, um, and, and, and you've heard, you've heard those reports where, you know, the kids go to college and they get vaccinated, then they come down with the disease. You've heard that lately, right? Can't say that I have to tell you the truth, but go ahead. Okay. Well, if you're going to live on campus, that you have to get updated on your on your vaccines, oh. and so then the kids mm-hmm. are coming down with it, and these these kids were already vaccinated. They can't explain it, but now they've come up with an explanation. Uh, Bayer College of Medicine in Texas said that overweight and obese students impede the effectiveness of their vaccines because the needles on the syringe don't penetrate deep enough. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that for a minute. I don't either. So, and also for mean- TB. For TB, it's drug-resistant now. So if you do get tuberculosis, you have very limited, um, uh, uh, well, options with modern medicine these days. Wouldn't it be but easier there are to herbs close now. our borders and keep people with TB from coming into this country? That would be a start. But there are herbs that fight TB that inhibit the tuberculosis uh, pathogen. So um, they, people might want to get some echinacea root, comfrey root, slippery elm, mullein, chickweed, marshmallow, and lobelia. And guess who has all that stuff? It's, it couldn't be the apothecary, uh, thepowerherbs.com, could it? Oh, yes, it is. Absolutely. So people have empowering tools at their disposal, delivered and promised of by God, because the herbs are here for the service of man. They're here for the healing of the nations, and we already know God can't lie. So uh, check it out, thepowerherbs.com. If people want to catalog the numbers, 866-229-3663, and I know I'm out of time. Just about. We have 10 seconds left, which is long enough for me to say that's Wendy Wilson. Wendy will be back next Wednesday. Um, She's at thepowerherbs.com at 866-229-3663. Thank you, Wendy. Bye. Melody and I will take a break. A couple of commercials. Be right back. Please stay tuned.
Pandemics will be a part of our future. The question is, how do we protect ourselves? Are you willing to put your trust in an untested vaccine hoping it kills mutating viruses? Remember, in 1976, health officials tried to inoculate Americans with swine flu, and there was a 300% death rate in those inoculated, and millions were paid out in damages. God gave you a sophisticated immune system, and in times of need, you can make it 10 times stronger. So there's no need to panic. Just get prepared. Call Apothecary Herbs to order your upgraded pandemic kit. You will have eight professional strength formulas offering broad-spectrum immune-boosting protection. Take a stand, have a plan, have peace, and request your pandemic kit today. Or take your chances with the bad boys. Call Apothecary Herbs toll-free, 866-229-3663, or online, thepowerherbs.com. Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. I'm Alfred Addis here with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival, brought to you by Discount Gold and Silver at 1-800-375-4188 for all your gold and silver coin needs. What's next, Melody? Well, the the Fed did delay the, their rate hike, and uh, they certainly have uh, market concerns. And, uh, you know, I had all the numbers and so forth, what she said and didn't say, and, you know, all their little concerns about, the, you know, if we inch it up, this. And, and it's like, you know what? It doesn't even really matter. The, the point of it is they can't do it. They won't do it for the next couple of years. And she even states that. There's not going to be any rate increases for 17 and 18, for 2018. I mean, how can you raise rates? Yeah, Yellen with actually this? said that they're not going to raise it for perhaps another two years. Perhaps two years, 17 and 18. Not in those words, but pretty much what she said. And, um, you know, that's what I said. It, it's all about they can't do it. 
not with the type of economy that we have. And um, she should be. You're going to hear reports, well, you know, she was too late to the game to raise rates. You know what? No, she wasn't. She just couldn't do it. She was too early the last time. She was too early the first time she did it, and the stock market fell like a stone. And that's why she can't do it ever. Yeah, that may be. That's why she can't do it. It's all about Wall Street. It's all about keeping that money in there. She can't raise rates. What do you think people in fixed income would do? Oh, she gee. has to keep talking about it. She has to keep talking about it. Right. Because keeps everybody. Well, it implies as long as she's talking about raising rates, it implies that the Federal Reserve still has options open for a rate hike this summer, for example. But if one has options, okay, as long as we have, well, we could raise rates, we didn't, but we could, right? As long as you have options, one has power to choose. When one is powerless, he has no options. Therefore, when the Federal Reserve, I'm wondering, is the Federal Reserve really trying to keep its options open? That's what a statement from one of the articles that I read, which says from Yahoo Finance. Um, try to keep its options open. Are they? Is that what they said? Well, we could raise. We could raise it this summer, you know, or maybe the next fall. Hard to say, but we could. Are they really trying to keep their options open for raising interest rates this summer, or is the Federal Reserve trying to keep the illusion of having options, and therefore still having power and control over the economy? I mean, even if it was true. The Federal Reserve could not come out and declare that the U.S. and global economies are so screwed up that the Fed is powerless to provide any remedy and that, therefore, there's not one chance in heck that they'll raise interest rates this summer or even this year. They can't say we have no, we don't have the option. If you get my drift? Because if they admit that the Fed has no options, it can't raise it, can't raise it now, can't raise it in the summer, can't do it next, can't. It's an admission that the Fed is paralyzed. It's impotent. It's powerless to act and cause positive change in the economy. If that were true, the Fed would implicitly admit Mm -hmm. that it had become irrelevant. We don't need them. If they can't change the interest rates, what can they do? What do you got for them? What have you done lately? What they provide is the confidence that the markets need. That's what they still do. And if if Donald Trump gets elected, he's going to can her at the end of her trial and uh, bring someone in. So, I mean, you get Hillary. If he gets elected, Hillary would be available. <laughs> Let her run the Let uh, her run it. Just, yeah, what about that? Janet, you got to go. Hillary run in here. We're I mean, Janet job. really does have to go. I mean, she really does. I mean, it, it's but I mean, I mean, it's you know, so they they talk about a possible rate increase at the end of the year. Maybe. But they're not going to have it. They're not going to do it. They can't. Because I'll tell you what, the way things are going and changed in just the past few days, um, oh, I expect by the end of the year, all kinds of things will be happening. Well, I I mean, we are going to start seeing this unwind as we did in 2008, as I have said. You know, we're going to see the unwinding last year during the summer. We're going to see it now, and it starts in June. There's something about the month of June, but we saw it in 2007. We thought saw it in 2008. We're seeing it again. And um, One of the things about this is whether or not the Federal Reserve raises interest rates today or sometime this summer or later in the fall or the winter this year, 
What are we talking about? We've got all this big fuss about, oh, my God, will they or will they not raise interest rates? We're not talking about raising interest rates by 5%. We're talking about maybe, maybe increasing interest rates by something like a quarter to a half percent. It's a triviality. But that and just shows you how fragile. I know. That's, that's where I'm going with this. The whole thing. The Fed doesn't have enough power to just simply say, look. Raise the interest rates by a quarter percent, three quarters of a percent, whatever. They should be able to just do that as a matter of just like taking out the trash. Why not? And they can't, which is evidence that they are caught in a bind that they don't have the power to confront. So, My question is, is it truly so much the economy? Certainly with higher rates, you're going to have the housing market come back a little bit and so forth. Maybe a little bit of spending will slow down. But is it really all Wall Street? Look what happened in December. Look at the three months. And and it's just not our markets. It's world markets. That's all that it's focused about is Wall Street. I know. I think that's a false, I think that's a false, uh, you know, focus. I think the focus should be on how big is the national debt, right? If we have low interest rates, we can afford more debt. If we have higher interest rates, it puts additional strain on the government and on debtors in general. That's right. And, and all those multinational monetary system, yes. everybody's so deep in debt that if they raise things a quarter of a percent, the whole house of cards Mark could collapse. Down. That's what the problem is, dealing with the debtors, including Wall the government of the United States of America. Wall Street may be the least there. They're there as a trigger. I'm not saying that they're a trivial. Well, it's that confidence deal. I mean, it's all about keeping the system going through confidence. You've got to keep having that new money coming in to keep the Ponzi scheme going. So it, it's... And there's the problem that they have. You know, people sit back and they say, and there have been people in Congress and people who should know what's going on in the economy. And they say, well, you don't have to worry about the national debt because the federal reserve can always print the money to pay it off. Right. Really? Zimbabwe could print the money. They printed quadrillions of Zimbabwean dollars. And did that prevent their problems over there? It did not. They had the capacity to print. I have no idea how many trillions of at least billions, maybe trillions of marks back in the Weimar Republic. Yeah, they can print the currency, but can they print the confidence? And everybody who studies looks at the money system, everybody knows or has heard that the whole thing is based on public confidence, and that's what the Federal Reserve can't print. Yeah, they can print, they can print the dollars like Parker Brothers handing out Monopoly money. No big deal. But can they print the confidence to go along with it? And the answer is no. So there's their problem. They, you know, and the illusion and the claims by some that we can print our way out of the debt. Well, that's just irrational. That's crazy. You print can't. enough, print next twenty that's trillion like, dollars yeah. to pay off the national debt, assuming that's all the national debt is. Print an extra twenty trillion dollars flooded into the U.S. economy or the global economy, what's going to happen there? It's going to cause, it's, it has to cause some significant inflation. Uh, you know, it, and, and ultimately, even the Federal Reserve has to be accountable to some degree. 
they can't just spin that currency out of thin air. They've got to they've got to use it to purchase bonds from the government. And there's got to be the illusion that someone's going to pay twenty trillion dollars to the bond to to the government that issued the bonds that are being issued to wipe out the existing national debt. That's irrational. All right? It doesn't work that way. It can't work that way. It can't say, listen, I'm going to borrow twenty trillion dollars from Melody in order to pay off my twenty trillion dollar debt, uh, my, my twenty trillion dollar national debt. I still owe twenty trillion dollars. Somebody still owes. We can use this here. Let me, yeah, write write me a check, Melody. Work write one out <laughs> for twenty trillion. Check. I'll send it in, and they can deduct it from the national debt, and we'll all be happy. Except, who is going to make good on your check? Okay, do you really have twenty trillion dollars? Neither does anyone else. Again, what it just points to is the real implication. The Fed is trying to maintain the illusion that it has some magical powers here. They have pretty much shot their wad. They don't have any more power to deal with the situation that's in front of us. And all by itself, that should be great cause for concern. Not because people need to worship and love the Federal Reserve, but need to, who's running this thing? That's what oh, yeah. it's like out. It's like no one is running anything. It's just like they're just acting, just acting. Everything's on. Don't pay no attention. Just crossed. keep moving. There's nothing to see here. Just keep moving. <laughs> no, something's long, going on here. As long as that Dow is at 18,000 and nobody really cares. Mm-hmm. But they won't be there much longer. And uh, you're going to see. You know what? <sighs> just from this weekend, it shows how quick things can change. And you can be going along thinking, well, you know, it's a little fair. It's, it's fairly quiet and so forth. For, And then, bang, something happens. And it just seems like everything changes. It's like the whole mood, the, the whole, you know, it's just like everything. Regardless of what the situation is, it changes. The, 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 I, don't even, I don't want to call it the feelings, uh, uh, but the... There's no stability here that people can count on. I mean, it's like taking drugs. You can get high for a while if you want to take drugs, and you can feel pretty good, but pretty soon the drugs are going to wear off, and all of a sudden you're going to go into some sort of a depression. It's the same thing with our economy. They've been using their different tricks and devices to kick the can down the road, and everybody can stay happy because everything's under control, only it's not. We are running out of drugs and pretty soon we're going to have to confront reality without the benefit of easy credit. When that happens, you better hope you've got savings. And those savings had better be in a form that you can access. You don't have to worry about that. The, the form of your savings being destroyed by electronics in the, in, in the sense of digital currency or by banks or by inflation or whatever. Which, again, brings us back savings, savings, savings. We talked about it yesterday in a form that can't be taken away from you. There were a couple of other little reports that were out today. Industrial production a day declined last month as manufacturing production fell. Um, and industrial production. Seven months in a row, if I understand Industrial correct. production is a measure of everything made by factories, mines, and utilities. That fell uh, seasonally adjusted 0.4% in May. Um Manufacturing uh, output slid. Uh, uh, it led by a 4.2% drop in production of, of motor vehicles and parts 
Overall, factory activity is down 0.1% from a year earlier. Yet a little bit of increase in the mining production, very, very minor. And this was the first increase since, what, August 2015. Coal mining rebounded a little bit, but you had your oil and gas extraction. That was a little changed. Um, the overall production was down 1.4% in the 12 months through May. Um, What? This was the, here, this is what I wanted to say on this. Um, the potential output, the capacity use, it's a measure of how much industries are making as a share of potential output. That fell 0.4%, four percentage points to 74.9. The interesting part is this is 5.1 percentage points below the historical average. So again, and <laughs> Put on a happy face. Put on it, yeah. Another reason she couldn't raise rates, but we also had a little bit of the PPI came in. Um, that measures the change in the prices that U.S. firms receive goods and services. That increased also 0.4% in May. And, um, you know, you talk and that about was, go ahead. Hmm. That was due mainly to, you have a little bit of uh, global oil prices that have climbed and so forth. Yeah, but um, there's, there's articles out. There's one here I'm looking at. Enormous inventories to keep a lid on oil price. That's from the International Energy Agency. A huge overhang in oil stocks lingering across the world will keep a cap on any further oil price rises, even as supply and demand move toward balance by the end of the year. All right, supply and demand might balance out by the end of the year, but it won't matter all that much because we have this huge oversupply of oil. There are tankers parked around the world that are full of oil. All right, they have more oil and they know what to do with. They've got it stored and stacked and uh, and in ponds and barrels and wherever. There's so much oil available that the prices are not going to go up. Um, these large oil inventories will, in fact, push the price further down. Another article from CNBC talking about the same subject. They are predicting that, and they're talking about China. Problem with China. China's exporting so much crude oil, it's absolutely insane. They're importing about a million barrels a day more than they're actually consuming. All right, China put 787,000 barrels of oil per day into storage in the first quarter, but they've only got 135, uh, they've stockpiled about 135 million barrels of oil. They only have storage capacity for 155 million barrels of oil, which means China is about to stop purchasing oil. They've been over-purchasing by close to a million barrels a day, according to this article, and they are about within the next couple of weeks, at which point price of crude oil, they're predicting price of crude oil will begin to drop and could drop down to 40 and maybe into the 30s. Too much of an oil supply glut is available right now. Those who are counting on oil prices going up are likely to be disappointed for some time. We need to take a break, Melody, and we can get back. I can hear you got something you want to say, but we'll get it when we get back from the commercial. Do you hear me gasping? Commerce, commerce, commerce. We have to do the wheels of commerce. Got to do those commercials, Melody. Um, I'm Alfred Addis here with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival. We'll be right back. Please stay tuned. Thank you. 
stress, financial obligations, or relationship problems have you feeling stressed out? When life is too much to handle, use Apothecary Herbs Emotional Stress Formula. Feel calm and more in control with herbs especially combined to provide the organic nutrition your system needs to help you cope. Complete instructions for maximum benefit and a money-back guarantee. You've waited long enough. Call Apothecary Herbs now. Toll free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3w.thepowerherbs.com. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. I'm Alfred Adeski with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival. Did you have something you wanted to add? We were talking about the oil glut, the worldwide, the global oil glut when we when we stopped for commercials. Did you have something you wanted to add to that topic, Melody? Well, I just wanted to mention, I've been talking a little bit more about this on the Thursday's program, but I believe that the rise in oil to the 50 uh, level was uh, in part due to uh, the wildfires in Canada and also what's happening in Nigeria. And um, I think now that we're beginning to see the prices drop a little bit, you have the wildfires in Canada. Be, you know, that that's no no worries there anymore, but you're still having problems in Nigeria. And I think maybe we might be experiencing oil going to the price of a true uh, supply and demand situation. It just really does depend on what those militants in Nigeria continue to do. Um, They have taken off quite a bit of oil. There's uh, reports that Nigeria is going to play a big role in global oil prices going forward. Um, these militants continue to blow up. You have Chevron over there. It's going to take months in order to repair some of those pipelines. And you just don't really hear a lot about this. You don't, uh, at least the news that I listen to and so forth, you don't hear about what is going on and whether the government can come in and, and uh, you know, do some negotiating uh, with these groups, uh, these militant groups, to uh, um, so they... You know, quit blowing up the, you know, the uh, the pipelines and so forth. The, the only negotiations you got to give them a cut of the profits. Cut of the profits, exactly. That's all. 
if you give them enough of the oil line, let them own enough of the oil lines and the refineries or whatever they're blowing up currently, then they won't blow up their own stuff. If you have any idea that you're going to maintain, I, I mean, and once you start that handing it over to revolutionaries, how long before they demand complete ownership? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Nigeria is going to be problematic for a considerable period of time. Uh, I don't think it'll be easy for anyone to extract oil. Everybody knows it's vulnerable. Uh, they can't protect the pipelines, you know, miles and miles of pipelines. You can't put a guard on every square, on every lineal foot of the pipeline to protect it from potential radicals, revolutionaries, thugs. Huh? Well, you know, too, it kind of makes you wonder who, you know, because, you know, with the oil prices down to 25, I mean, considering, I mean, they got creamed. With the drop in oil prices, not the know. revolutionaries. Well, the governments, the, well, the government, you know, the oil reasons. Rev- I mean, that the country just, itself, the country itself got decimated. You know, with the yeah. you know the price of uh, uh, oil dropping. What's that? To I mean, the that's rev- what happened to Venezuela. I mean, they were floating along, but it was the drop in oil prices that you know put them in the situation where they are today. Well, you know, overspending the government, but the drop in oil prices, you know, was the you know final nail. Yeah. With all these emerging markets, I mean, that's what happened to the BRICS. I mean, all of a sudden, the oil prices were dropping, and, you know, a lot of these emerging com- countries and so forth, that's, that's what, you know, they were dependent on, those higher prices. But the reason that's significant to these countries, some of these countries and some of the producers and whatever, is because they have incurred quite a lot of debt in order mm-hmm, to exactly oil true. system that they've put together. Now, the revolutionaries, they don't have any debt. If they can go in and bomb a few pipelines and uh, set a couple oil refineries on a blaze, they get them. And they don't have to worry about the debt. And therefore, they don't have to, they're not concerned if the price of oil drops back to $10 a barrel. That's big money to the revolutionaries because they don't have any debt. We'll just take this stuff over by force and uh, make whatever money we make is good. No. So. They have a huge advantage compared to the corporations and governments that are trying to profit off this oil because they don't have an investment. They have no debt to steal them. How much did your car cost? It didn't cost anything. I stole it. You know, that's a pretty good deal compared to people that are paying their paying their their uh, their their monthly uh, car payments. Right? There's and that's the kind of world that we're in right now. Uh, it's breaking down. And the world is increasingly, it's falling into the hands of individuals. Right? We talk about, governments talk about asymmetrical warfare, where we have the mighty United States, for example, with all its tanks and airplanes and bombers and missiles and the rest of that, being bedeviled by a virtual handful of radicals running around with a rifle. 100, 100 rounds of ammunition, and they're causing a lot of trouble. They don't have, it doesn't cost them much. It doesn't cost these radicals much to actually engage. Now, it's dangerous, and they could get killed and whatever, but I'm saying in terms of financial, you know, if the guy's got a tent and a couple of, uh, couple of candy bars, he's good to go. They have a huge advantage in this asymmetrical warfare, and something like that's happening in Nigeria, and something like that is happening in this country where we have hackers that break into computers and into Internet networks and whatever, and they are able to steal funds. 
right, that are squirreled away or steal credit cards and uh, the credit card information, whatever. One little guy can do a lot of damage and perhaps even a lot of good. You got Elon Musk fooling around with uh, the Tesla automobiles and maybe flights to Mars or wherever. It's possible for individuals to have an extraordinary impact as compared to what might have been true 15, 20 years ago and for most of our history. Um, Almost anybody can be a Thomas Edison right now. Got a garage? Got an inclination to invent things? You can do this. I don't mean that I can and everybody in the audience can, but if you've got brains enough, it can be done. It is no longer, thanks to computers, it's no longer necessary to make a huge investment in in terms of the impact that's, that's possible. You can start out with just a little bit of just a good idea. Next thing you know, you can be fabulously wealthy. It can happen. It doesn't happen to everybody. It's not just easy. I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm saying it's possible to a degree that wasn't possible in the past. And that applies to people who want to do something positive. It also applies to people who want to do something negative. What happened in Orlando? Got one guy down there, allegedly, with a rifle. One guy with a rifle, and all of a sudden, the whole country is bouncing around. All right? He's had enormous effect. One little guy. And his political effect has been substantial. Now, where's it going? Don't know, but we live in a world where the disaffected can have disproportionate impact if they care to have that impact. If they have brains enough to do anything, they can do things. So, so what's the next melody? Um, Here's one from... Yeah, uh, leave it up to you. Defense and Foreign Affairs. The headline is, Russia is reportedly set to release Clinton's intercepted email. Some of you may know that some hacker in Europe, I don't remember his name. I Anonymous. His name, something like that. Uh, I don't recall. But th- this guy is recognized as one of the hacker gurus of the world. And Russia was following him because he'd hacked into Kremlin files. And Russia got wise to it, and they said, we've got to keep an eye on this guy. And while they were watching him, this guy hacked into, into Hillary Clinton's servers and downloaded all of her email. Well, Russia captured the email. They copied what this guy had downloaded, what he'd stolen from Hillary. Russia had copied from him. Now, Russia has this bundle of email, and they have been threatening to release it for, I don't know, a month or more, maybe two, I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, well, overnight, supposedly, a hacker uh, with ties to Russia uh, hacked into the DNC mm-hmm. and obtained Trump's the information that they've uh, been gathering. No, the opposition. They've right. been gathering on Trump. Yeah, they, they've been they, gathering they, on Trump. Yeah, they didn't break into Trump's files. Per no, se, no, they were the drunk. Democratic they went in. Well, he wouldn't have been with the DNC. They went uh, into the DNC. Yeah. No, I, and it's just evidence. Where do you? What do you do for, to keep a secret in this world? Uh, the first thing is you don't tell anybody, and the second thing is you don't put it on anything that's hooked up to the internet. Is everything know. on the internet true? The only way, the only way to, the only way to keep a secret now is probably write it in a book. Nobody reads books, 
All right. You could write it in a book. You could publish it. They'll put it on shelves. Nobody will read it. It'll, the secret will be safe. But if you put it in digital form, you can't count on it. In any case, here we have Russia's threatening uh, the Russian government could in the near future release the text of email messages intercepted from U.S. presidential candidate Hillary Clinton's private email server from the time she was U.S. Secretary of State. Now, what they say, and this is from Defense and Foreign Affairs, uh, a publication called Defense and Foreign Affairs, they say the release would allegedly prove Secretary Clinton had, in fact, laid open U.S. secrets to foreign interception. Um, uh, it's in violation of U.S. law. The server had been targeted, and they claim that the Russians have evidence that her server had been targeted and hacked by foreign intelligence services. So, is Hillary so dumb she'd risk exposing U.S. secrets to foreign intelligence? And the answer is not exactly. All governments use secrecy as an excuse to keep their real adversaries in the dark. But who are the real adversaries of most governments? The answer is the people that the government presumes to rule. They'll tell you, oh, we're here to protect you against the evil Russians and their evil empire and, or the dangerous Muslims or whatever. The only thing the government is fearful about is people like you and me. Right? They don't want the public to understand what it's up to. Um, Hillary's not worried about whatever Russia might know about the U.S. secrets. She's worried about whatever the American people might know. Now, that may sound like a peculiar claim, but back in the 1990s, I wrote an article on this back in the 1990s, and in the early 1990s, they were building a, the United States was building a new embassy in Moscow, and the Soviet Union was building a, even in the 1980s, perhaps. And the Soviet Union was building, I think it was the 1980s, the Soviet Union was building a new embassy in Washington, D.C. Now, the United States embassy in Moscow was built down in a low spot where it would be hard for communication, and it was common knowledge that virtually every brick, beam, uh, whatever, every component that went into the U.S. Embassy in Moscow had some sort of a listening device in it. The Soviet Embassy in Washington, D.C. was built on a high point, highest point in the city, and they were able to better intercept microwave communication that was going to and from the government from that high location. And you could sit back and say, why was our government so stupid? And the truth is, the government doesn't care what the Russians know. They're not the adversary. The government uses secrecy as an excuse to keep you people in the dark. And me. They don't want us to find out what they're up to. They want us to believe that government is here to help us. And as long as we succumb to that, to that claim, uh, government is happy. So the point I'm trying to get to is Hillary isn't necessarily worried about what the Russians find out. I've read Chinese and rest, that sort of thing. Top secret, so big deal. Right? But she is concerned, I suspect, about the people. Um, U.S. sources indicated that extensive Department of Justice probe was more focused on the possibility that the private server was used to protect messaging in which Secretary Clinton allegedly discussed quid pro quo transactions with private donors to the Clinton Foundation in exchange for influence on U.S. policy. You see the point? This is coming from a publication called, uh, again, Defense and Foreign Affairs. They're talking about Russia's position on this, and they're saying Hillary didn't want the government 
the local government in this country to find out that she was engaged in fraud. It could put her in jail. She wasn't worried about the Russians. She's not worried about the Red Chinese. She's worried about evidence that she's taking bribes in, through the Clinton Foundation in order to perform political favors. Uh, the one thing that's interesting about this is apparently Russian President Putin, a former communist, by threatening to release these emails, he's going to do harm to Hillary. It indicates that he would prefer to do business with the billionaire Trump, the billionaire capitalist Trump, rather than the leftist Hillary. Right? Is Russia intentionally meddling in U.S. politics? And the answer is yeah. Now, it's not exactly a surprise, but there's a certain amount of irony. We've got a communist who'd rather do business in the next, after the next election with a billionaire capitalist than with a leftist Hillary. Interesting. I don't know. It's, a, it's another one of those little markers for an election that is unlike any election the world's ever seen, or this country's ever seen before. Um, just, just nuts, bizarre, insane. At the, you know, we had uh, in the first part of the program, Wendy Wilson was talking about some sort of an aerosol they could use for a vaccine. I'm wondering if they haven't put some sort of an aerosol that includes LSD in it. And they're already dispersing it to the public. This whole situation is just getting curiouser and curiouser, crazier and crazier, and it suggests that everyone listening would do well to prepare because it can't hold together. You need to have some savings. You need to have some uh, preparation, food, water, whatever. You need to get some because we are facing potentially dangerous times. I'm Alfred Addis here with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival. We'll be back tomorrow. In the meantime, the good Lord bless you, me, Melody, and Frank, the producer. Bye-bye. Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Most 
people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. have denied internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from ABR. The ABR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System.
Good afternoon. I am your host, Jay Shanahan. This is my live show. Oh, this is my, sorry. This is my live show for, let me look, the 15th day of June, 2016, four minutes past the hour. This is the Condition Critical Show. I forgot to mention that. But if you're tuning in, you should already know that. A couple administrative things. Let's get them out of the way quickly here because i got a lot to cover. First off, guys, you are listening right here on the American Voice Radio Network. So that means you can go to theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com. Either one will get you to the same place, which is the network uh, for this uh, broadcast. You can get into the chat room. There's a few people in there now. I see Clint in there, and he welcomed me, and I welcomed him back. I see Nanya in there, a couple other people. Of course, Frank's in there. I'm in there as Irish88, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Yahoo Instant Messenger, I do have it. I do use it. Irish88, spelled I-R-I-S-H-E-I-G-H-T-Y, and then the number 8 is my screen name. Uh, You can call in 1-800-932-1980. You should already know that. What else? I have a website. I have a website, conditioncriticalshow.com, and you should go there. I have a new article posted up on there, and it's going to be uh, pretty much what I'm going to be talking about uh, exclusively here, maybe for the whole show. I don't know. Uh, so check out my website. A couple donate links. I talk about them every week. As you all know, I do not beg for money, but I do have a donate link. Anything would help to keep the lights on. But the most important donate link, fellas, especially in times like these, is the donate link for American Voice Radio Network because this is where it all happens. This is where you're getting the, 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 the voice and, and of not only truth but of reason. You're not going you know, to get people pulling punches on this network, and you're going to get people on this network, I mean, that are far better at me than commentating and that are far not more knowledgeable about me and a whole bunch of things. So. You need to donate to this network so this network can stay on the air. Frank has a lot of expenses, and he doesn't beg for money. So please click that button on the AmericanVoiceRadioNetwork.com's website, the donate link, donate $5, because as I say every week, I'm sure Frank would appreciate it, and I certainly would. Okay. Well, we all know what the, the, the talk of the day is. Uh, and when this happened, of course, you know, the hysteria was unbelievable. And I largely have tuned out of the news since this, uh, this Orlando shooting, whatever you want to call it, at the, at the homo nightclub, okay? Because there's just been too much hysteria on, 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 and, and on both sides of the aisle. You have Republicans now. You know, Paul Ryan came out yesterday, I think, or the day before, and I don't have the headline in front of me, but it's something like, uh, banning all Muslims is not in our best interest. And you have all of this hysteria going on about guns and and we need to ban who needs an ar-15 i heard you know i I read an article you know where some late night commentators have chimed in you know the stephen colbert's and the jimmy fallon's and all these nitwits right and i don't watch those shows at all and for these nitwits to even commentate i mean going to them for an opinion you know whatever i mean really we're gonna ask stephen colbert what he thinks that moron well one one of the commenters that struck me was Conan O'Brien. I've never liked the guy. I've never watched his show. I think he's a clown. But about a year ago or maybe less, somebody sent me a, a clip of him being interviewed, and I don't know who it was by. And I, my opinion of him, and I don't recall what it was about even. <coughs> Excuse me. It was about, and it was a seven or eight or 10 or 11 minute, uh, you know, like kind of interview. And again, I don't remember what it was about exactly. 
But my opinion changed of him in that interview. I thought, wow, okay, that's pretty reasoned, and I didn't know he, he thought that way. But lo and behold, he came out and said what a lot of people are saying. I don't know why anybody needs an AR-15 assault rifle. When Here's the thing. He might not know. He might not know the difference. But see, our politicians know the difference between a real assault rifle and a fake one. They know the difference. But, of course, they, that's how they muddy the waters. Because they, they know the vast majority of the American people out there don't know the difference between a real assault rifle, like the ones that when they come for us, those ones that are select fire, there is a difference. And it, I'm not going to go into the nuances of that, because if, you're, if you don't know the difference, I don't want to offend anybody, but if you don't know the difference, then you're a freaking moron. So I'm not even going to go there. But again, I largely tuned out of, of what happened. Okay. And if you read my article, and I'm going to get into it. So let's just get into it. The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to, here's like the first article that came out. Okay. After these, this so-called shooting, and that's what I'm calling it. Because here's the thing, whether or not there's dead bodies, whether or not there's some freaking dead homosexuals doesn't matter. Whether or not it's a false flag or anything like that doesn't matter because it is the perception out there, okay, that it did happen. And look, people are losing their freaking minds because it's the homos. They have no idea how to act or how to respond. And, this, and, and so they're, they're acting completely irrationally, all because it was a bunch of freaking degenerate homos, and that's what they were. And again, now, am I advocating for someone to go into a nightclub and mow down a bunch of degenerate homos? No, I'm not. And it's one of the first things that I kind of rolled around in my head after this happened. And I'm not a Bible scholar, but I said to myself, that's not for us to do. That's for God will pass judgment on them. Okay. So if this happened, you just had a deranged man, a Muslim, by the way. And here's something else I bet you didn't know. He was a registered Democrat. I bet you didn't know that. See, the media is not reporting that, that he, was, he had registered as a Democrat in 2006, as well as his parents, registered Democrats. So how come all Democrats aren't now uh, extremists, right, and out of their mind whack jobs? But if one Donald Trump supporter uh, gives somebody the middle finger, well, it's, that's domestic terrorism in the flesh, in all Republicans that support Donald Trump. In fact, all Republicans ever, even the ones that are dead, are bigots, racist, and homophobes, right? Okay, <clears throat> I'm going to get into this. I'm going to get in. Let me just get into it. Amid all the progress gay Americans have made in recent years, from the Supreme Court's legalization of same-sex marriage last June to the celebration this June of Homo Pride Month, and I'm not using their acronyms today, but just for the record, they're saying LGBT, whatever. They're homos. I'll call them what they are. Homo Pride Month. In cities across the country, it can be easy to forget that some people, particularly Muslim extremists, still harbor murderous hatred toward gays. And this is what I want to point out. See, they even know in their feeble minds that Muslims are extreme and that there are Muslim extremists. And it creeps into their, even into their own commentary. They don't even see that. But if you or I were to call a Muslim an extremist, oh, we can't have that, you bigot. Don't you see the, the hypocrisy here? I'll continue because it's important. 
That brutal reality erupted early Sunday, and we all know, in Central Florida, when a man stormed an Orlando nightclub known to cater to homos and transgender freaks and let loose gunfire that killed 50 people, making it blah, 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 blah. Right, the deadliest, and oh, it's domestic terrorism, and of course that's what they want it to be. It has to be terrorism. It can't be anything else. It has to be domestic terrorism. It has to be terrorism right here on our soil. It has to be for them to advance their agenda. And now they haven't been able to advance their agenda uh, uh, quickly enough, though, right? And that's the, uh, the gist of the article that I wrote. If you go to my website and go to conditioncriticshow.com, go to the blog, click on that, uh, uh, my latest article. The title was Who's Next? See, See, you know, before, it, it was just some kids sometimes, right? Oh, it's some kids over here. Over there, maybe it's some black people, right? And, and, and maybe over here, it's just some service members, right? And it's just, you know, a vast kind of array of American citizens, right, being victimized, okay, fallen prey to the domestic terrorist scheme of our government, right, with false flag operations. All for what? All to advance what? Well, chiefly, the agenda of gun control. Chiefly, right? So they have this, oh, we need to get rid of, uh, that didn't work. Sandy Hook didn't work. Uh, the, uh, what was it, the Colorado, the Boulder, whatever, uh, movie theaters, that didn't work. Uh, San Bernardino, Fort Hood, on and on, crap, crap. It's not working. What do we do, guys? I know, I know, they said in their little back smoke-filled room, I know, this is radical now. Yeah. Are you ready? Well, okay, Bob, what? We got to, here's what we haven't done. We, we haven't. We haven't targeted the homos yet. <gasps> what? What are you saying, Bob? I'm saying if, and maybe if we target the homos, maybe that'll get people's attention. So, Bob, are you saying that we should do this, perpetrate this domestic terrorism scheme on the homos out there? Are you saying that we should go out and kill some homos? Uh, yeah, I'm saying that's what we should do. Hmm. 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 That's a good idea, Bob. They pick up the phone and they make the call. Voila! You have your domestic terrorism scheme now being full throttled because now it's a bunch of degenerate homos and we just can't have that. This will not stand. Don't you see people? You even have, like I said, you even have Republicans coming out. That's right. The Republicans that were going to stop Obama. And, and, you know, this is a trigger alert. This is a trigger alert. Uh, I am a bit heated this afternoon and I've tried to come off the last couple weeks as not so much of a hothead. So I apologize because I'm a bit heated because this is nonsense. One thing I'm not going to do though, is I'm not going to swear. I haven't done that lately on this show, uh, out of respect and I shouldn't do it anyway. So I just wanted to get that out there, guys. I know I have a tendency sometimes to go off, but you know what? This is, this is out of hand. This is, this is completely out of hand what's going on and people are losing their minds because it was a bunch of degenerate homos and look on one hand brilliant and on, on one hand a brilliant freaking strategy so we are guys i believe in grave danger of losing our second amendment right now look they already mostly ignore it but this one this time this time, man, they really have one. It's going to take a lot of effort. It's going to take a lot of courage 
upon and on the American people, by the American people, to, to not to, for them, you know, to, to uh, stop them in their tracks. It's just my belief, you know, because, again, uh, it wasn't enough to just, you know, it be someone else. This time, man, this time uh, they had somebody smart advising them and they went after and they struck down savagely. They have stricken down one of their own, their most one, it probably, certainly, in the, within the last, or at least the last year and a half or two years, the homos have been their freaking sacred cow, man. You don't like the homos? I mean, if you just, you know, if you just have an opinion biblically, I mean, you know, not even radically, just, hey, I don't think it's right. You are a domestic terrorist bigot hater, and there's no place for you in American society. And even Republicans have said that. And so now they conjured up a Muslim extremist. Oh, but see, they're not, we can't go there, though, even though they did in this article that I referenced, right? And I'm, let me just go on to another important part of this article. Let me try and find it here. Da, 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 let's see. Hey, what did they call it? Uh, where is it? What we have call it? It's something about cancer. Uh, that this article is essentially saying all the Muslims, you know, it's uh, they're 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 it's up to them now. It's incumbent upon them to uh, uh, fester out, you know, that this this cancerous part of their ideology or this cancerous part of their religion or something like that. But, well, they can't, you morons. They can't. It's part of it. It's an integral part of it. Just recently, about a week ago or a week and a half ago, some judge in some Muslim country somewhere condemned two gays to death, and they were thrown off a rooftop. That's what they do over there. See? And so, you know, why would, if this happened, and it was, and, you know, just like they said it is, why do you think this Muslim, even though he's a registered Democrat, why do you think he would be upset with the homos? Well, let's see. Uh, the United States of America, I've reported, has eight now openly gay ambassadors to other foreign countries out there. Some of those countries are Muslim countries. What do you think? What? That's not going to make them mad? That's not going to make them lash out? You don't think they're saying, hey, man, what part don't you get that we don't approve of that lifestyle? What part don't you get? And you're going to send an ambassador over here that takes it in the rear end. And you don't think that's going to offend us? And so this Muslim extremist, and that's, he's not an extremist, he's just a Muslim. What do you mean a Muslim extremist? That's like an oxymoron. Are you kidding me? Let me check the time. Okay, I got time. Don't you see? Don't they see? Doesn't anybody see? Have you bought that rifle yet? Because it's going to get harder and harder to buy that rifle. Even though even though, and I've heard this, that it wasn't an AR-15, that it was a Sig Sauer or something, and I haven't Googled it. It was maybe not even an AR-15 variant. But see, you know what? That, none of that matters, though, it's because they said it's an AR-15. And so you have all of these commentators out there, all of these politicians out there, including Republicans, that are saying there's no, there's no need for the general public to, to have these. Obama, they played a clip of Obama uh, at some kind of a town hall meeting. And I don't know how long ago this was, this clip. I don't have it. I'm not going to play it. But some guy in the audience, right? And you can tell, you know, that it was a guy in the audience because it was the mic was seen far away or whatever. And he had a question. And the question, and I'm paraphrasing because, again, I don't have it here in front of me. It was like, uh, you know, why can't you, 
why can't you get these AR-15s and these assault rifles off the streets and get them out and blow something like that? And Obama said in his typical fashion, you know, he bloviated, well, I've tried and blah, blah, and this and that. And, but it's the NRA, and he said this, but it's the NRA. It's the NRA. They're the ones holding this up. They're the ones stopping me. And as soon as that came out of his mouth, I said, no, you idiot. It's not the NRA. It's the Constitution, you dummies. It's the Second Amendment. That is what is stopping them. It's not the NRA. In fact, the NRA has been pretty ineffective. There are way better organizations out there, namely the Second Amendment Foundation, which is actually based up in Bellevue, Washington. There's Gunners of America, but they beg for money far too incessantly, really, for me to promote them too much. But they're better than the NRA as well. But Dudley Brown, if you're listening from Gunners of America, you better stop begging me for money. You got that? I don't beg for money, and you shouldn't either quit sending me emails begging me. Oh, if we just had five more dollars. I'm tired of that stuff. Where was I? Where was I? <laughs> Going on about this. Yeah, buying that rifle. Because it is going to get harder, guys. And it's going to get way harder to buy that rifle. But you've got to have courage, man. And you've got to get out there and buy that rifle. They know. The government knows. And again, this is why they're doing this. I believe this is why they have done this. They... You know, they don't want, look, the federal government doesn't want you to have a slingshot, okay, let alone a freaking rifle or a pistol. Are you kidding me? Because they know what those are for. They know they're not for duck hunting. They know that's not for going to the target range. They know that. They understand that. The government understands that. They know what they're for. They know what the Second Amendment's for. That's why they don't want us to have guns. It's not, oh, it's because, oh, no, you don't need those, and we're here to protect you. Right? How, how does that work? How does all this protecting people work out in gun-free zones? I mean, it just gets ridiculous to even keep talking about it. It just gets redundantly stupid. Like, hey, there was another gun-free zone. Oops. What, oops. Uh, hmm. They know they don't work. But we have a, a vast majority of American people out there that are complete freaking morons. And it's them. It's them. We have to change public opinion somehow, some way. We have to change public opinion. Or not, I guess. Or not. I, I don't know. I, I don't have, the, I don't have the, the pixie dust or the, the magic, uh, you know, whatever. I was going to say magic bullet. Oh, that, was, that would be insensitive. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. So there you go, guys. That's pretty much as we get up here. I have a few more minutes before break. That's pretty much, at least as far as the, for the time being goes, uh, my rant about this freaking uh, event. You know, and and isn't it isn't it kind of odd or funny? I don't know that, that that they call these things events. You know, because they do. They call them. They call these things a shooting event and or. So was it an event then? I mean, like planned? You have to ask, you know, and, and, and look, I, well, I just went on and on about that, that I believe that it was. I believe that it was planned. I'm saying it right now, that I believe that there are, that there are forces, there are people within our federal government that set this up. And yeah, there's probably, maybe there's some dead homos, but maybe there isn't. That set this up because, look, man, now look at the hysteria. 
It's it's the worst I've seen it. It's worse than Sandy Hook. It's worse than Boulder. It's worse than the abortion clinic thing. It's it's a hundred. It's a thousand times worse because it's the homos. The governor of this state came out after it happened and said the seven million people of the state of Washington stand with Orlando. And I freaking jumped up out of my chair and said, no, we don't there, Governor Homo of state of Washington. Don't include me into your sympathy with those freaking degenerates. Ain't happening with this guy. You know, I end my shows with two things. I used to end my show, and I'm going to do it again today, but I'm just bringing this up. I end my show, like, now again, I used to say, I end my show with uh, freedom comes from the sword. And then I added, be all that you can be. And that's kind of a spoof on like the army, right? The army motto, be all that you can be, uh, you know, the army, right? Remember the commercials and whatever. I think they changed their logo or their motto to an army of one or whatever. But I kind of use a play on that. And then I, so I started saying, be all that you can be, become a domestic terrorist. And I'm still going to say that. And if you're listening, FBI and CIA and NSA and, and federal government, if you're listening, that's right. I'm telling the American people to be all that they can be and become a domestic terrorist or at least a counterinsurgent because we need you are the people. You and the federal government, each and every last one of you are the, are the enemy of the people. And you are the ones perpetrating this on, on people. And some of us know it. Some of us know it. Obama, I don't know when this, uh, this is kind of off topic slightly here. Obama came out, well, recently, right, and endorsed Hillary Clinton. Remember how I said, big freaking deal. I mean, what's that supposed to make her a better candidate? <laughs> well, not, okay. But he came out, and I don't have the exact quote, but he said something like, he said something like, Hillary Clinton is perhaps the, the most qualified person to be president ever. Right. And, and I said, when, it, when, I, when he said that, I thought, what? Are you kidding me? That criminal. Blah, blah. Then I thought, whoa, 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 hold on. Wait a minute. Hmm. OK. Given our last five or six presidents and what they have done, he's right. Hillary Clinton is the most qualified to be president of the United States. I mean, given our last five or six presidents, because she's going to do a way worse uh, damage to this country than Obama has. So, yeah, he's see how they see how they let things kind of slip. See how they kind of let things slip? I just thought I'd pass that along to you there. Just something for you to kind of chew on here as we, uh, as we come up on to, uh, to the break there, guys. Uh, let's see. I'm just checking the clock. We have a little bit of time. I, I have much more to cover uh, on this, and I'm going to find something uh, right now uh, and kind of set it up for you. I wish I would have had a better way of, uh, <laughs> you know, organizing these things. It's just... Uh, I just do it kind of by my email, so it takes me a little longer to, uh, oh, here's something to chew on, just another tidbit. Uh, they have his phone now, this Omar Mateen, the registered Democrat, they have his phone. And so the headline is, now what? Okay, so we're going to get in, it's just going to be a whole nother, they have his phone, and certainly, certainly because it was homos, you, you're, you, can't, you can't possibly uh, de- deny us access to this man's phone, because he killed some homos, okay? You know, again, it's different if it was just some blacks down the street or some little kids in some school somewhere or or some, you know, poor sucker, you know, loaf that just wanted to go to the movies one night in Boulder, Colorado, and got his freaking head blown off by some deranged government agent, right? Now, no, it's different. See, it's much different now. The, 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 the 
game has changed because it was it was homos. The whole game has changed, and that is what I'm. That's the most important thing. If you get nothing else from this radio broadcast this afternoon, understand that that the game has freaking changed completely because it was homos. I mean, just like that. I'm trying to snap my fingers. You guys, you guys hear that? Am I doing it right? There you go. Does it sound right? I'm snapping my fingers. It just changed. It boop, boop. Just like that, because it was homos. The game has changed. Now nobody can di- now nobody could possibly argue uh, for less gun control. Enjoy the music. See you after the break. function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere 
with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
I'm coming home, neighbors. We hope you enjoyed that. All right, folks, welcome back. Second half of the Condition Critical Show. I'm your host, Jay Shanahan. It is now, what is it, 36 minutes past the 2 o'clock hour? As you all know, I'm out here in the state of Washington. I am live. This is Wednesday, the 15th day of June 2016. Hope you enjoyed a little bit of bluegrass there. Uh, I'll get into some administrative stuff a little bit later because I want to continue on. Uh, I want to I want to maybe make some clarifications here on my part or or just clarify some things or maybe just bloviate a bit more here. Uh, I think this is important because I, I did say something at the beginning of my show about, you know, if this happened and whatever and, you know, I rolled it around in my head. I mean, is it for us to do and, or, or anything like that? Well, and that is as far as, you know, uh, killing these homos, right? Killing homos. Okay. Uh, because the Bible certainly calls for it. And some people are asking, and I, like I said, it rolled around in my head. I mean, is it for us to do or whatever? But here's the thing. It is, that's what the Muslims believe. And so that's what they do. And, and I believe they should be put to death as well because of what they're doing. They are a scourge. They are a blight. These homos are a freaking blight on society. And here's the thing, homos, because I said this to you. If you know homos, go ahead and read my article, because at the end of my article, I put a little P.S. in there. You know, I put a little P.S. in there that, you know, you should maybe uh, start to worry now that the, the government is now, you know, using you as, as bait, you know, for their agenda. See, they don't really don't like you either. You might think they do. But I've said this before. Do you think now this might not be the best example? And so I won't even use I was going to say Hillary Clinton you know, if, if, you know, Chelsea came home one day and said she was a freaking dyke, but that's not a good, uh, 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 you know, example to use Hillary Clinton for anything that would connotate anything moral because she's a completely immoral. She's not even a human being. She's a, she is a true serpent. So let's just pick a generic politician. No. And, And the point is, no, there ain't no politician in his right mind that, you know, with his daughter or son came home and told them that they were a freaking homo or a dyke, that they would be, oh, that's so wonderful. Oh, let me meet your boyfriend. Do you th- what father would want to shake the hand of his son's boyfriend? Are you kidding me? Hell no, it's disgusting. And that father would be rightfully disgusted because it is disgusting. These people are vile. They are vile. Homosexuals are vile, disgusting people. Period. Period. And their acts and their acts alone bring this kind of stuff down on them because other people out there know that what they are and know that they're vile and know that they're freaking disgusting people. Okay, so I hope I got that out of the way. Uh, there's been some talk about the rifle and see and. And I don't think it makes a difference, though, that it wasn't necessarily, and it wasn't necessarily, it wasn't. It was not an AR-15. It was a six-hour MX, MCX type of rifle. Uh, it's, it's similar to, it certainly resembles in looks an AR-15, uh, but it's, it's different in, in just about every way. Uh, namely, it's the operating system. But see, I, none of that really matters. I mean, it's a, it's a piston gun not a direct impingement gun like or the original AR design and all that. But see, I don't really think any of that matters. It's just what they think. You know, it's just what they think. You know, and I'm not trying to discount it because I do believe the details are important. But see, the American people don't care. To the American people, it's an assault rifle, period, because it looks like one. You know, because it looks like one. 
<laughs> you know, I've said this. You can go down to the local uh, Chevy dealership and buy a Camaro Z28, right, uh, NASCAR replica. And that's all it's going to be. It'll have a couple of pinstripes on it and a spoiler and some ground effects and maybe a souped-up engine. But it ain't going to be no freaking NASCAR, okay? They're just different. It, just because it looks the same doesn't mean that it is the same. And it's ad nauseum. I really don't want to have to go over the differences between what a real assault rifle is and the AR-15 that's sitting over there in my gun safe because it's not select fire. That, that changes the game. That changes the game. But they keep putting it out there. Here's a, uh, here is a, uh, what's the headline here? Ban assault weapons now from the USA Today. This is their view. This is an opinion piece from the editorial board. A common thread blanks the mass shootings of first graders in Newtown, see, of county workers in San Bernardino, and of homo patrons in Orlando. The killers used assault-style weapons that are efficient machines of murder. They are not assault-style weapons. But see, apparently people don't care. Apparently pe- people are just too stupid to care about what's an assault rifle and what isn't. It goes on. Such weapons are accurate and quick, firing with just the twitch of a finger. Well, that's how guns fire. You twitch your finger, dummy. You pick up a semi-automatic handgun or a revolver. You have to twitch your finger to fire the weapon. That doesn't make it special that it fires with a twitch of your finger. How does it do it otherwise? Through osmosis? You sit there and... Or if you're an Indian, like uh, Elizabeth Pocahontas Warren, do you go, hi-ya, 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 and dance around and prance, and the, the weapon just, bang! Ooh, oh, there it went. I did it there. I, there. No, you have to twitch your finger. Holy smokes. People are idiots. Perfect for mowing down human beings, particularly if equipped with high-capacity magazines. They're not high-capacity magazines, you bunch of morons. They're standard magazines. The 30-round magazine for an AR-15 or for an MXC, which I don't know if it's a 30-round, some are 25, some are 20, depending on the caliber. Those are standard magazines. They're not high capacity. Okay. They have become the weapon of choice of people intent on mayhem. Most recently, Omar, the registered Democrat Muslim extremist, who brought, brought, brought an AR-15, as we all know now, semi-automatic rifle into the packed nightclub where he allegedly killed 49 and allegedly wounded 53 in the early morning hours of Sunday this past Sunday. Conveniently, for the aspiring mass killers, such weapons are easy to buy legally in most states, in most states, which is one reason that after just about every mass shooting, there are calls for a national ban of this style of weapon, originally designed for war and to outlaw the high-capacity magazines with more than 10 rounds that help make them so deadly. Would these bans prevent all mass shootings? Of course not. Are they a substitute for doing everything possible to identify and thwart would-be Islamic terrorists? No. Would the ban save lives and make it harder to carry out mass murder? Yes. And that alone makes them worth doing. Uh, No, it doesn't. I'm not going to read any more from the article. These are idiots. These are only people that don't want us to have weapons for one reason and one reason only. They don't care about, what is it here, what did they say, who did they describe? They don't care about the first grade, first graders at, so, at Newtown, so-called, allegedly, that happened. They don't care about the county workers in San Bernardino, and they, have now, they certainly now have proven that they don't care about homos either. They only care about getting all guns, up to and including, well, all weapons, up to and including slingshots. 
from the American people. That way, once we're completely left defenseless with, uh, with, with only sticks and stones, see, because they know. They don't dare. They are at the gate. They are in the start. You, you, you track and field, right? And runners, take your mark. They're just waiting for the gun to go off. Right? Like, bang, and then they take off right in the race, right? They're waiting for that. They, they can't pull the trigger on that gun until they get the guns from us. Because they know, they know, they know that, they will, that it's going to go too far then. Because then they know that some of us aren't going to tolerate it. And it's going to be, there is going to be large-scale bloodshed. And you know what? It's just going to have to happen, I guess. It's just going to have to happen, I guess. I don't want it. We don't want it. They are the ones that have been pushing for it now incessantly, uh, pathologically, insanely for the last several years, certainly in the last seven and a half years in the presidency of one dirtbag Barack Hussein Obama, the Muslim faggot homo, who's not even a citizen of this country does not care about this country, who does not care about Western culture and Western society, does not care about the Constitution, does not care about the Bill of Rights. Yeah, he said it, but apparently enough people weren't listening because they elected him a second time. He said it. He was going to fundamentally change his country by whatever means necessary. And you have to give him credit. He's doing a pretty good job of it while we sit on our hands and do nothing well, that's not necessarily true. We're kind of peaceful people, and we do kind of believe in the, the democratic and the, and the process of democracy and all that, and blah, blah, blah. And we still kind of think elections work, you know, but, we, but they don't. It, time and time again, elections prove to not work. Hey, elect us how many times? The Republicans. Not, you know, it started way back in 94. Remember the New Gingrich Republican Revolution? Swept them in. It got worse. This time, same thing. I forget where I was going with that because I had something. Oh, okay, banning assault uh, weapons. There was a, hey, uh, guess what happened? Well, let me find it. <laughs> this happened recently after the Orlando thing. Let's see. Uh, let's see, where is it? In Paris or somewhere in France, AP Mobile. Yeah, here it is. This is from the AP. Now, this is for a reason, okay, because we all know that in France, well, okay, with the gun, what gun? You can't even own a picture of a gun there. France stabbing suspect. I just killed a police officer. See, they, you know, these, they don't need guns. There's my So what? Ban guns. Go ahead and ban guns. They, 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 it's proven that it, that doesn't matter. Because these, uh, this, now this is a Muslim over there. They're, hey, France, you keep letting them in. You know, your mayor, the mayor of uh, Paris, Akai reported it a couple of weeks ago. She said she can't conscientiously sit by while these poor migrants are drowning in the Mediterranean. And so she's just going to let them in. You keep letting them in, man. You know, and when I, when I saw this headline, I went, woo! Ha-ha! <laughs> yeah! Woo! I'm like, yeah! Unbelievable. Way to go, France. Keep letting them in. Just keep letting them in. Here's the headline, France stabbing suspect, I just killed a police officer. He didn't have to have a gun. He had a knife. Doesn't matter. Knife, tree trunk, fork, spoon, bare hands. Doesn't matter. They're intent on killing, they're going to kill. 
in a video released by Islamic State group and recorded in the sub- suburban Paris home of his victims. He did it from their home. A former jihad recruiter confessed to killing a police officer and his female companion and listed other prominent people he planned to target. The attack late Monday, this would have been the Monday after the homo nightclub uh, shooting, touched already raw nerves. It recalled elements of the Orlando, Florida killings at a homo nightclub days earlier and revived French concerns about the ISIS threat after the group targeted Paris in November, killing 130 people. A state of emergency is still in place, and 90,000 security forces are now deployed to protect the European Championship soccer tournament taking place across France. Hey, you know what? Here's something else. Check this out now. Okay, so we can't, uh, we, you know, Donald Trump says, we need to ban Muslims. We need to put a stop. This is insanity. And you know what? He's right. He's absolutely, that is, a, that is not only a fair-minded uh, statement to make or pledge to make, okay, it's a responsible one, too, because it's out of hand, okay? But no, 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 we can't have that. If you do that, you're a bigot. And Paul Ryan has even said, I said it, and maybe I'll get to the article in the second hour. He said, that's not in our best interest, whatever this is. Can't do it. Paris, Germany. England doesn't matter. You can't ban these Muslims or you're a bigot. These are decent people when they are not decent people in a Western culture, in Western society. They're not. These are extremists. They are extreme. Okay. I'm just saying. But check this out. You've heard about the, 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 the European soccer championships that are going on, right? <laughs> this is, you can't make this stuff up. Let me find this. I should have saved this fairly recently. Uh, Romney, let's see. Uh, where is it? Well, if I can't find it, I remember what it was. You've heard about the European football, they call it. I, we call it soccer over here, uh, championships. And uh, the, the game between Russia and England, and this would have been, this was in France, taking place. And there were, you know, there was mayhem. I mean, that's what they do, man. They're, they're, these are... Rowdy people, right? Well, guess what Paris has done? Guess what Paris has done? They've uh, deported some Russian soccer fans. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They deported some Russian soccer fans because of their violence at the soccer tournament. But you can't deport Muslims that freaking gun people down and just commit mayhem and jihad against Western society? I mean, real, live deaths with bombs hand grenades and automatic weapons and knives, forks and spoons, doesn't matter, right? Oh, we can't deport them, but we're gonna, but they're going to deport a couple of Russian soccer fans? Do you not see the freaking insanity here that is going on that is taking place? It's unbelievable when I saw that. I thought, that is just, you can't make that up. So Russian soccer fans in France are more dangerous than Muslim extremists. Unbelievable, folks. Unbelievable. I'm looking in the chat room just to see what I've missed. Da-da-da. Okay, I'm, I'm, and I apologize. I haven't been keeping up, and I'm not good at it anyway with keeping up with what's in the chat room. But I thank you guys. I want to thank each and every one of you for being there and for participating and, and keeping some kind of a thread going because I think that's an important, integral part uh, of this radio network, that chat room. It's a, it's a, it's a great feature, uh, even though I at times uh, don't seem to keep up. Uh, 
But if you have a point to make, you can call in 1-800-932-1980. That would probably be a better way for you to maybe if I missed something or you wanted to comment on something or expand on something. I mean, you don't have to. Uh, I know this network doesn't get a lot of calls, but that's, I don't, I don't, that's whatever. Okay, I just wanted to get that out there too. How much time do I have? I have a little bit of time before we go into the, to the break. I wish I could find that article, though, for you. Well, I, I read a little bit about uh, their, uh, uh, what is it here, Ben uh, You know, here's the opposing view. I read just recently about, uh, you know, the editorial board's view of banned guns and blah, blah, assault rifles, whatever. Uh, <coughs> let me see something here. Here's the opposing view. Gun laws don't deter terrorists, opposing view. Uh, I don't know. Should I read this, guys? I mean, I don't know. It's because it's, you know, know, I I just get, you know, kind of conflicted. I mean, you know, because it's just to me, it's common sense, you know, so I don't know. I'll just maybe just, you know, to fill out the last uh, uh, part of this, my first hour. Americans were shocked and disgusted to learn of another act of terrorism on our soil, this time in Orlando, in the aftermath of blah, blah, blah. And I was, no, you know what? I don't have to read this. I'm not going to. It, it's not. It's not important to read. Uh, you know, because it's it's common sense. You don't. How many more voices of reason out there do we do do, do we need? Uh, you know, really, do we need uh, for the insanity of of not? You know, because that's not what it's about. Again, it's not just about banning assault rifles. It's about we know this, and it's it's getting redundant. They don't. They want all guns banned period then and then and only then can they further and look you know these schemes that they have in domestic look it ha- that's why i said in the beginning of my show that this has to be terrorism it can't be anything else because they've been since at, at least 2001 and we all know remember that you know remember those planes that so-called you know took down two skyscrapers and and all that i'm you know i'm not going to rehash all that They've been very effective since then of frightening the American people about terrorists. And we, we have to, you know, but we can never seem to locate these pesky. Where are these pesky terrorists? I mean, how, how long does it take to, 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 to go, you know, how long? How long does this, see, there is no end because there is no enemy. Terrorism is a, is a, is a scheme. Okay, domestic terrorism is an addition. It's like a, it's like a sub-scheme of the whole scheme. You know, they have the global terrorism thing, and they're using that to perpetrate all kinds of acts of violence and, and, and insanity on the peoples of the globe. But domestically, they, they, they can't just have criminals because, see, a criminal is someone that they can go get and they can, it, they can uh, you know, pretty much easily with some investigation, identify, find out who it is, go get them and, and apprehend them and adjudicate them. That, that's easy. But a domestic terrorist... Well, there, there is, it's just a thing. It's a scheme, right? So they have to just keep making it. It's a made-up thing. It's not a, any, there's nothing tangible about a domestic terrorist. It's just a scheme. And so people that are stupid, right, and that's most American people, fall for it. So they'll let the cops and they'll let the government do anything because, oh, my God, I'm so scared. And I can prove it. It's so easily Proven. It's so easily proven. Here's one. <coughs> Excuse me. Here's one. You can't make this stuff up. D.C. official 
Where's the headline? Here it comes. This is from USA Today. I get a lot of my stuff from the USA Today. I have a little bit of time for the break. Hold on. This is just a short one. This is insanity. Here's the headline. D.C. officials, suspicious powder was actually coffee creamer. That's the headline. There's nothing to see here, people. This is now I'm reading from the article. Fire and emergency officials responded to a call about suspicious powder in Washington, D.C. on Monday, only to discover that it wasn't anthrax, but powdered coffee creamer. That's right, folks. That's right, you bunch of freaking scaredy cats. See, but that's what they want. See, that's what they want. They're happy when they see when this happens. This is what they want. And they're all they're just they're they're only too happy to come out and respond to something like that because they're like, great. This is exactly what we want. That's exactly we you know we want people to be scared of coffee creamer. We want them to think it's anthrax because then we can say, see, see, these domestic terrorists, and we're going to find them. But in this case, it was coffee creamer. DC Fire and EMS received a call about suspicious powder spotted around a downtown office building a little after 7:30 a.m. on Monday. Officials said on Twitter. So some poor loaf you know, left his, uh, his, his office building right on his lunch break and went down to the little coffee stand and got some, some nasty, you know, coffee stand coffee, right, with some of that, and it is flammable, most of it, powdered coffee creamer, and he had the packets, and on his way back to the office, because they only give him 3.2 seconds for his break, because he's not in a union, ha-ha, see, I was going to talk about the union today, remember? I may get into that. And then, so what happened? He spilled a little bit of coffee creamer, right? And then some sissy, some coward walked by and went, just like that, and fell to the ground and couldn't even dial the phone. Somebody had to do it for him. Oh, my God. And people ran in, and it was pandemonium. Here come the fire trucks. Here come the cops. Here comes Homeland Security. Here comes the FBI. Here comes ATF. And they all swoop in. Get the dogs out. Get the get the bum sniffing this out. And this out. Oh, it's just coffee creamer. False alarm. But you know what? <laughs> that was great, wasn't it, guys? Man, this, this is great. Look how this works. These people, man, see how it works? See how it works? We're even scared of coffee creamer. Now, what a bunch of sissies. What a bunch of nation of freaking sissies, man. Ah, I, haven't, I don't hear the music yet, so I have a little bit of time. Let's see. An hour later, fire and safety personnel confirmed that the powder was actually just coffee cream. I said that, blah, blah. Suspicious white powder, so on and so forth. Hey, guys, I will see you after the break, and I'm actually going to take a, my, a break myself. I have to make a phone call, so I will see you after the break. Girl, I can't stand the pain.
vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. 
Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. have denied internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from ABR. The ABR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149. $99.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. And get Martha White's self-rising flour with hot rice. Goodness gracious, it's good. Now you bake bread and fish cake. Oh, Martha White's self-rising flour. Be a 
Critical Show. I'm your host, Jay Shanahan. I was about to type into the chat room for none. You did. I thought he would like this kind of music. I've got uh, more bluegrass to come. But what else did I play in there? You heard uh, You heard kind of a modern country song. Sounded like Waylon Jennings, but it wasn't. That was his son, Shooter Jennings, eerily similarly sounding to Waylon. He does pretty good. I have a couple more songs, I think, uh, coming up by uh, Shooter Jennings I think you might like. So I will not have to type that in the chat room for you, uh, for you none. Yeah. Okay. Administratively, you're listening right here, guys, on the American Voice Radio Network. Once again, I'm your host, Jay Shanahan. This is the second hour of my live show, Wednesday, 15th day of June, 2016. What is it? Ten minutes now past the three o'clock hour out here on the Pacific Time Coast. Excuse me, i got to find my water. You are listening right here on the American Voice Radio Network. Go to theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com. Hope I said that both of those right. Uh, that is the uh, the address and all that for the uh, website here for the for this network. Did I say all that right? You should all know that. Okay, get in there and check it out and get into the chat room. Look at the pictures at Frank. He's got some cool. Uh, that's a good feature, Frank. By the way, uh, Bravo. Uh, that's that's cool. That's that makes it like much more interactive, and I think that's going to help drive people to your website. I mean, but uh, what do I know? I'm just a truck driver and. But, yeah, I think that's pretty cool. I've been checking those out and having fun with those myself. So check them out, guys. I have a website, conditioncriticalshow.com. You should check it out. Check out my blog, my latest article. Uh, I kind of really went on and kind of, I believe, nailed it about the, you know, this whole what's, you know, what's going on. Uh, you know, I, 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 didn't, I didn't mention, and I just want to continue on uh, about this for a little bit longer anyway, at least for today, and then I'll move on to something else, I promise. But, you know, how do I want to, you know, frame this, you know, it, see, because to them, you know, to like the president, because he, he came out right away and didn't just call it an act of terrorism. Okay. This is important. He didn't just call it that. He also called it an act of hate. Right. Why? Well, because it's homos. And, but, but you know, and this is, I don't want to have beat a dead horse here, but again, with no mention though, of who perpetrated this, so-called act of terrorism and this so-called act of hate. That's one thing that they will never do. They will never identify it as a Muslim. They can't do that because they want these people here. They want them here to commit jihad against us. There's no other reason. There can be no other reason. If the reason in the first place, hold on, got to 
get my water here. If the reason in the first place, okay, let's just say the initial reason in the first place to allow these Muslim savage extremists into our country was truly to try and integrate them and to try and help them. Let's just say that that was the original reason and that it was done with good intent. Just, hey, we're just, you know, we're sorry we bombed your grass hut. Uh, We're sorry we did an airstrike on on your freaking sheeps and chickens and goats. We're, We're sorry we did that. Uh, and so come on over here now. We'll put you up in like Minneapolis or uh, Portland, Oregon or Seattle, Washington. You know, we'll, we'll put you up in, in somewhere that is completely diametrically opposed to your culture. And, you know, because, you know, we feel bad about, you know, airstriking your city and your town and your country. Right. So if that was all done with all good intent. Right. And then it backfired. OK, then you know, and they didn't change. And in, in, in other words, they didn't stop doing it. Didn't say, well, they didn't say, well, that backfired. Geez, uh, Bob, what do you think? Yeah, Joe, that that backfired. I mean, we, you know, with, you know, they we let those people into those cities, and they raped, murdered, and raped and murdered, and raped and murdered, and did other things to the citizens of this country. And you know what? It's it's we're sorry. You got to go, right? But see, they haven't done that. In fact. They've amped it up. They've done it. They've they've uh, they've done more of it. They've like exponentially. They've you see what I'm saying? They've more and more and more gratuitously more and more and more. And th- what what results? What, what are the results? Well, rape and murder, and jihad, Sharia law, and all of this because Muslims are extreme. That's what they are. You're either a Muslim or you aren't. Okay. Simple as that. And so, yeah, uh, if they if they haven't changed their policy, and, I can, and I, clearly I've just illustrated that they haven't, then it, it, it has to be being done maliciously to destroy this country, to destroy this nation and turn it into something that it shouldn't be. Because they hate this country. Those are the people that hate this country. They hate this country worse than the freaking Muslims do. The Muslims are just being Muslims. That's all. I mean, they're just being Muslims. I mean, what does a hand grenade do when you pull the pin on it? It it blows up. That's what it does. It's a hand grenade. What the Muslims do when you put them in Western society? They blow up. That's what they do. They're like human hand grenades. That's just what they do. I don't <laughs> blame them. I blame Obama and Clinton, Hillary and Bush and all of them, Republicans and Democrats alike. That's who... That's where the blame lies. It is them. It is them. And now, like I illustrated in the first hour, now it's, there's even Republicans coming out and saying that if, if you oppose this Muslim uh, attempt at, uh, at integrating Muslims into our culture, that then you're a bigot. And we can't have that because, as Paul Ryan said, and you know what? I have to do it. I just have to do it because I went down the path. Uh, let me find it. About with this jack wagon. There it is. This jack wagon, this is from uh, Jack Wagon, as, uh, that is Paul Ryan, what he said. This is from CBS News. Paul Ryan, I do not think a Muslim ban is in our country's best interest. That's what he said. Ironically, ironically, above that, there's a video, and it's not him. I'm not going to play the video, but it's not him. Guess who it is? 
guess it, I don't know. It's just ironic to me. Well, it's Hillary Clinton. Hmm, that's odd. This is a headline about Paul Ryan, and the video above the headline pictures like if I were to hit play. I mean, it's Hillary Clinton standing at some podium. Let's see what the jack wagon Paul Ryan has to say. Speaker Paul Ryan on Tuesday, well, this would have been yesterday, yes, uh, implicitly disagreed with Donald Trump's remarks from a day earlier in which he in which the presumptive GOP nominee repeated his call for a policy banning Muslims from entering the U.S. and condemned radical Islam in the wake of the Orlando uh, homo nightclub attack. I call it homo nightclub. Let's call it what it is. It was a nightclub where a bunch of freaking degenerates go. And they got what they got because they're vile. Do I have to go over this again? But I think I do, because they are vile, disgusting creatures. And when you're a vile, disgusting creature, you are going to get stricken down, especially by a radical freaking Muslim who is a registered Democrat, by the way. <coughs> okay. I think there's a really important distinction that every American needs to keep in mind. This is a war with radical Islam. Yeah. Yeah, dummy. Yeah. Yeah, dummy. It's not a war with Islam. Wrong, dummy wrong you can't have it both ways nimwit or is it dimwit i'm whatever ryan said when asked to react to trump's terrorism speech on monday muslims are our partners ryan added are they (laughs) are they how's that working out for us there paul are you listening paul ryan you are a freaking jack wagon and you need to be promptly quickly arrested, taken to your speedy trial, where you will be found guilty of treason, and then you need to be either put in front of a firing squad and shot dead, or you need to be hung by the neck until death for your acts of treason on this country. Because you, sir, you, Paul Ryan, you so-called Republican, Speaker of the House, punk, you, sir, are a traitor, and you have committed and are committing treason against the states of this union. Let me continue on. Muslims are our partners, Ryan added. The vast, vast majority of Muslims in this country and around the world are moderate. They're peaceful. They're tolerant. No, they're not. No, they're not. Are you mentally retarded? Well, yeah, you are mentally retarded. But he's not stupid. They know that if they just keep putting this out there and they keep putting this out there, that some people are going to buy that tripe. Don't buy the tripe. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Asked if the U.S. should implement a ban on Muslims entering the country, Ryan said that Congress has already addressed the issue was let with legislation on the visa waiver program after the San Bernardino attack in December. How's that working out for us, guys? Okay, we ultimately need to have a tool where we have a security test, not a religious test, a security test, Ryan added. Oh, but it's perfectly okay to condemn Christians. Now, as I said, if this would have been a Christian, well, no, look, we all know what would have happened. It would have been, it would have been emblematic of all Christians, all Christians. If it would have been a white guy, we already know this. It would have been emblematic of all white people, all, every, all, every, each and every white people person, each and every Christian, each and every so-called patriot or prepper or something like that would automatically be lumped in with, with, with some deranged gunman. That's how they do it. But when it's a Muslim, they... They have this, there's something that they can't get through their feeble mind, that they can't, that they have to somehow in their feeble mind separate it because they're, because I don't know, they buy their own tripe, I guess. 
Unbelievable. The House, Ryan pointed out, and that would be the House representative, has already passed a refugee bill that would implement a security test so we know who's coming into the country. Democrats have blocked the bill from advancing in the Senate. Well, of course they have. But see, don't try and make it, uh, Paul Ryan, like it's the Democrats, because you guys are working freaking completely hand in hand. That's a nice little trick there, though, to try and, uh, you know, to try and get the American people to stay divided. Like, oh, it's them damn Democrats. They're holding blah, blah. No, no, no. People, you have to understand something. These punks are working hand in hand. There are not two parties. There is one. There's only one party in this country, and it is the anti-American people party. And the, the candidates of this party running for office are who they are. Donald Trump, uh, Jeb Bush, uh, uh, Ted the Liar Cruz, Hillary the Witch Clinton, uh, Elizabeth Pocahontas Warren. You catch my drift? They're all part of the They Hate America party. The, the party of uh, we want to fundamentally change this country because we're freaking insane. That, that, that's the party. That's the single party in that is basically the name, and there are many. It goes on. Another reporter asked Ryan if Trump was wrong to double down on his call for a Muslim entry ban and whether Ryan stands by his original remarks on the ban. I stand by my remarks, he said. I do think a Muslim ban in our con- is in our country. Hold on. I do not think a, a Muslim ban is in our country's uh, best interest. I do not think it's reflective of our principles, not only as a party, not only as a party, not only as a party, what party would that be, uh, Mr. Ryan? Uh, you, you, you want the American people to think the Republican Party, but you couldn't be further from the truth. But as a country, wrong, I think the smarter way to go is to have a security test. And not, yeah, I already said that. I'm sorry. Ryan formally endorsed uh, Trump, blah, 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 uh, even though the two – on Monday, Trump delivered a carefully scripted speech in New Hampshire on the terrorism and immigration – he suggested that his proposed Muslim entry ban would have prevented the attack on Sunday. But the shooter was born in the U.S. His parents are from Afghanistan, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, FBI, FBI Director James Comey and Homeland Security Secretary Jay Johnson are among the top administrative officials who will brief House lawmakers behind closed doors, obviously, on the Orlando faggot nightclub uh, so-called uh, massacre that uh, Tuesday afternoon, which would have been, uh, what, yesterday in Capitol Hill. Anyway, that was the article that I had promised to get to because I wanted to just illustrate for you uh, that we have only one party in this country. You know, you think the Republicans are out there, uh, you know, and it's so painfully obvious. It's, it's becoming, and it becomes more painfully obvious every day, people. I'll ask you this. How many more? How many more American people have to suffer at the hands of Islamic extremists? in this country before our government does something about it. Well, we already know that they're not going to do anything about it. So the, the, better, the better question to ask would be, how many more innocent, how many more innocent American civilians out there have to suffer and fall prey to Muslim freaking radical jihadists before the American people stand up and do something about it? Because we already know the government's not going to. They've already said. They've used words like doubling down. They doubled down on their efforts to, to keep letting these people in here. And they doubled down on their efforts to, uh, you know, to, to uh, enforce, enforce as hate speech or hate thought, uh, calling Muslims extremists in any way, shape, matter, or form, or anything, actually, that is diametrically opposed uh, to Western culture and to an immoral and just culture and to a Christian 
uh, nation or a quick Christian culture. You see where I'm coming from? They double down on all those efforts. They, the, the, the party of one, of which Paul Ryan is an integral part of, they double down on all those efforts. And they demonize the American people every step of the way for just wanting to have their country back. They demonize you as a bigot, a homophobe, anything, a hater, a racist. They can only call you names. And it works. It's like a whip. It's like an actual physical whip. And the American people are just coward. Oh, oh, please, no. And they flinch. And so people, like, flinch now. They're just, they, they just, oh, they just flinch. Because our government, the party of one, has, they, they're just, they've been so effective at neutering and at cowering the American people. They've got us so scared out of our wits now, like I said in the first hour, that we're even scared of coffee creamer now. <laughs> what must our freaking founding fathers think? What must the people that actually sacrificed their lives in battle and in wars where we shouldn't have been, that paid the ultimate price, what must they be thinking? What must they be thinking when they died to so-called protect the so-called freedoms that are given to us and bound to us, not just by the Constitution, but by God. And we just so casually, we just so casually let them take them from us because we don't want to be called a racist. We don't want to be called a homophobe. You ought to be ashamed of yourself, each and every American that is not outraged by what this government is doing should be ashamed of ourselves. They should be. And you know what? There is no place for society for you punks and for you cowards. And I'm sick and tired of you. And see, we are sitting here patiently on our hands. We are keeping our rifles in our safe. But you are pushing us too far. And it is going to happen. And there is going to be bloodshed. And it's not going to be good for anybody. You're going to get it, Paul Ryan. You're going to get it, Hillary Clinton. You're drilling for war. You're pushing people too far. You've pushed the freaking homos on us. You've shoved them down our throats, just like you have the freaking Muslims. And we're getting sick and tired of it. We are retching it back out because it's a natural thing to do. It is the natural thing to do. To say that we want our country back, well, to them, that's racist. To them, that's emblematic of a racist. And they have pointed it out. How many people have pointed that out? Uh, uh, what's the, the jack wagon former attorney general? What's his name? Uh, Eric Holder. He said it. He said rhetoric like that. Uh, make, America, make America great again. The, the Trump motto. That has been routinely routinely and widely reported as being a racist statement or a racist model. See, see, see how the American people are. See why we need diversity. See why we need these freaking homos. See why we need these radical Muslim extremists. It's because the American people are bigots and homophobes. Make America great again. How dare you make America great again? Well, that's because we want to make America great again, but they don't because they hate America. There can only be one reason. Either that or they're just mentally retarded. And it's just that simple that we just have to, you know, elect new politicians. But as you all know, 
that is a failed policy on our part. On our part. See, guys, we have to change our policy. Elections don't work anymore. You, and I've said this, and I've been saying it for years I've been saying this. People think, man, my politician's good. He's a good politician. I, the Joe, Bob, Mary, Susie, he's a, he's a good guy. Where I'm going to keep putting. We keep putting him back in office over and 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 over again, the same ones. Well, yeah, the faces might change here and there a couple times, a piece here and a piece there, but it's all the same. They're all the same. They're all politicians, and it doesn't every single politician right down to the to the lowly Timbuk seven uh, city councilman is a corrupt, evil, anti-American piece of freaking garbage. I don't want the Department of Homeland Security. I don't need them. I don't need police departments out there protecting me. I can protect myself. Do I hear the music? I do. I apologize. I went a little over. I will see you after the break.
I would like to tell you about the only truly natural dog and cat food I have found anywhere. Most all companies add a synthetic vitamin mineral pack to their dry or kibble food. Nature's logic is different. With all natural ingredients and nothing man-made added, their owner, Scott Freeman, worked for another pet food company but decided he wanted to do things right. So he started Nature's Logic. You can check them out at naturelogic.com. You will find online and local stores where you can find their products. I spent a lot of time trying to find an all-natural pet food, and Nature's Logic was the only one out there. Give your pets the best and check out naturelogic.com. Your pets will be glad you did. They also have many other natural pet products to try. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are a paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
think I found my way all right Without him here to catch me now and again I just keep on moving along Keeping my mind on my song And trying to figure out Thank you for all the things that you've done Yeah, you gave me a line in the dark of night When there was no place to hide away Welcome back. We are now in the last part of my live show today. I'm your host, Jay Shanahan. It's the Condition Critical Show. Again, my live show for Wednesday, the 15th day of June, 2016. Again, 38 minutes past the hour. Uh, the last part of my show for today. I'll, I'll clear up the contact information at the end. Ah, oh, man, where did I leave off? You know, it's been a pretty intense show today, fellas. I hope uh, that it hasn't been a bad thing. I really wanted to make a, a lot of hard-hitting points uh, this afternoon, so I hope I've done that. I can change things up. There. You know, in the last part of the show, I had promised last week, you know, and let's see if I, I don't even know if I have, the, you know, the uh, wherewithal, you know, to, to, you know, I don't, to do it. I was going to talk about, like, the unions and stuff like that, and because and, I believe, I, I believe that unions get a bad rap, and union workers in particular uh, get a bad rap. And uh, maybe I'll talk about that tomorrow. Uh, but to just kind of change up on things, uh, let's just kind of go in a different direction. Let's kind of lighten some things up here. Let's go here. Let's go here, guys. There was some chitter-chatter in the chat room. And <laughs> what was it last? Oh, it was last week, and people were talking about movies, right? And I had commented how... You know, that there's just nothing good out there anymore, right? And, 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 and I think I heard Frank, was it yesterday, Frank, on the American Independence Hour? Or was it maybe last week? UNL talked about it, how, like, there's nothing original coming out of uh, Hollywood and, and, and all that, and it's just pathetic and blah, blah, blah. And I had commented on that somewhat uh, last week. Well, lo and behold, here's a headline. Why Hollywood can't stop making super... super whatever sequels okay like bad sequels okay let me just start read from the article hollywood may have contacted 
uh, or contracted, I'm sorry, I could pull this up a little bit, it's small, contracted a disease, sequelitis, they're calling it, you know, like sequels, an infestation of unnecessary sequels is spreading through movie theaters. I mean, is it not? And they're saying this is resulting in poor reviews and weak box office numbers. Well, huh, duh. Yeah, because it's, yeah, they're bad. Sequels can make a lot of money, but the ones that didn't do so well were movies that I don't think there was a high demand for a follow-up, says Eric Davis, managing editor of Fandango.com and Movies.com. Fandango.com is like a, uh, I don't know, like a movie review or a movie theater website review or something like that, uh, I think. I'm familiar with it. Despite scattered successes, including last weekend's $40.4 million opening for the horror movie, The Conjuring 2, well, I didn't see the first one, uh, this year has been a disappointment for studios hoping to capitalize on previous hits. On average, on average, the 16 sequels released in 2016 have done 18% worse in their first weekend with Neighbors 2, Sorority Rising, uh, and Sorority Rising uh, falling 57% from the original film despite favorable reviews. So did you catch that? And here they're going to read, this is furthermore, The Huntsman, Winter's War, tumbling 66%, and Alice Through the Looking Glass, nosediving 78%, according to Box Office Mojo. Uh, I'm not familiar with either one of those movies, because again, I don't go to the movies. But what they're pointing out is how, uh, you know, these are just, this is just a bad strategy on Hollywood's part uh, about just rehashing these uh these, these sequels. It goes on. Pixar's eagerly anticipated Finding Nemo, Finding Nemo follow-up, Finding Dory in theaters Friday, could save the summer box office, of course, but analysts are still trying to understand why our sequel is uh, doing so poorly. For starters, says Jeff Fox, the box office analyst for Exhibitor Realtors or Relations, some of these movies just didn't need to be made. Critics seem to agree, with the 16 sequels averaging a half-hearted 44% approval rating on review site RottenTomatoes.com. I'm somewhat familiar with that. Uh, let's see. Why didn't... Okay, we didn't need to see another Huntsman. We didn't need to see another Neighbors 2. Well, I saw the first Huntsman movie, and it, was, it wasn't very good. Okay, and that's what that came out. What? True. Uh, it's got to be four or five years ago. I could be wrong. You remember that movie? It was called... I think it was called Snow White and the Huntsman, I think. And who wasn't? I don't even remember who was in it. Uh, I don't even remember. Anyway, so then you got the sequel. Then you have Neighbors 2. Uh, and another Now You See Me movie. Well, see, I'm not familiar with even the first one, so I can't even comment. But maybe you guys uh, can comment on those. I, I don't even know if the first ones are good. Apparently they weren't, though. And and then, obviously, the, the sequels, what they're saying here, are, are just are worse and didn't need to be made. So that's a good point. Just because a movie is an unexpected is an unexpected hit doesn't mean that they, they need to crank out another installment, as Paul, whatever his name is. He's a senior media analyst for Comscore.com. Part of the problem is when sequels do well, they flourish, Fox says. Captain America, Civil War, made $179 million in its first weekend. Since the Avengers in 2012, seven corresponding movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe have averaged $125 million openings. That's unbelievable. You know, so they apparently have been somewhat successful, I guess. Uh, and I've seen a Spider-Man movie. Would that be considered one of the Avenger movies? I, I, I guess. I've seen a Batman movie or two. I don't know. I'm not familiar with the whole journey and how they, you know, categorize it. Let's see here. We read that. 
to roll out hit after hit yet year after uh, okay to roll out hit after hit year after year with the same cast of characters is the dream every studio in town is trying to do what disney and marvel is doing box sets and blah 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 but it's not working so anyway i just thought guys that uh you would find that interest interesting you know and just because it had been talked about in in, in the chat room and and frank has really harped on it and again i thought it, was, it may, could have been on last night's independence hour or maybe last week's but uh and then again i commented on it yeah sequels are bad and they just seem to you know I don't, I don't get, the, and there's a pathology there. It's another example of there's some kind of pathology going on here, you know, uh, or they're just a bunch of mental retards. You know, I don't know. It's, I don't know. Cause I'm just a truck driver, so I can't figure it out. I mean, I would like to think that if I were like a studio executive, that I would just have better sense. You know, I would say to myself, Hmm, okay. Uh, somebody came in with a script for, uh, you know, at Bob's house too. And I would have to go, okay, let's see, how, how did the first at Bob's house uh, go there? Well, let's see. Let's pull up some numbers and a little flow chart and some spreadsheets. Well, eh, it didn't do so well. I mean, yeah, it initially it was hyped, and so the initial weekend, as they like to report on, yeah. But then after that, it like, shit, kind of nosedived. Yeah, kind of, okay. So, so why, how, in any way, could a second at, at Bob's house, uh, too, uh, do any better? In fact, it's probably going to do worse, and we're going to lose money. So why would they do that? But they just keep doing it, and they keep doing it, and they keep doing it. And, and then these actors, okay, and then these actors, and I'm saying this now because now, because uh, Frank has a new feature, the pictures feature uh, on his website. I saw a picture, and you've seen these pictures before, you know, these, it's like a making a statement. And this one particular one, and I don't have it in front of me, uh, but it's a bunch of Hollywood actors, and they're all, like, at a, a gala somewhere, right? They're all smiling, and they're all, like, in a big group picture, and they're all smiling and blah, blah, blah. And then above it says, the caption is something like, uh, combined net worth, $875 million, right? And then below that, these are the same people that uh, clamor for, uh, you know, what is it, income equality, right? <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, you got these actors out there, and I, I don't even know who some of them are anymore. You know, these people that are in, like, uh, the Avenger movies and these, these women. Charlize Theron is one of them. She's, I think she's, like, a main character in these Huntsman movies. Uh, and she's a complete whack job, okay? She's a complete whack job. She is, however, a pretty attractive woman i find her very attractive she is she is a good looking gal i have to give her that but she's a freaking complete lunatic freaking whack job whack job and i don't think she's even that good of an actor but she, you know but you don't really have to be see that's another thing you don't really have to be a good actor in hollywood especially if you're a woman you just have to look good and she looks good in a pair of jeans you have to admit she's a good looking girl say man stick a pair of tight jeans on her a t-shirt you know get her some uh, like a breast enhancement and I'm not saying she's had one, but whatever. Put some makeup on her, and boom, there you go, man. It doesn't matter. She don't have to be a bad actor. Because, well, Megan Fox ha has proven that. Megan Fox is, well, I don't even think she's as attractive as Charlize Theron, but she's kind of cute. Uh, but she is a freaking terrible. I could act better than that freaking wench, but it doesn't matter. She, they dress her up make her look all, put a pair of pumps on her and a little short skirt. You know what I'm saying? You catch my drift, right? And then they put her in a Transformer movie, and it don't matter. She don't even have to say anything. She just has to strut out there and, and shake her you-know-what. 
you know, because that's how shallow uh, people are, you know. Uh, it's just unbelievable. So I just thought I would uh, kind of bring that up here to kind of lighten the mood in the closing waning hours of uh, or minutes of my show this afternoon. What else can we get in here uh, to today, fellas, that isn't going to be so hard-hitting? I uh, reported on that Russian soccer fan thing. Hey, you know, here's something. Now, this is kind of hard-hitting, and it's kind of going back uh, to the kind of what happened and so forth, uh, you know, at the Orlando nightclub thing, but in a kind of a different way. And this is from NPR. Now, this is pretty interesting, guys. And I apologize if I'm, like, kind of really, you know, bouncing around here. I just kind of wanted to lighten the mood a little bit. But here you go. Here's the headline. Gun violence, a public health crisis, American Medical, uh, American Medical Association says. And what the gist that they're trying to get across in this article is, is that if, if they can, and what the, what the American Medical Association is, is trying to do, is they're trying to get the government, and specifically like the president, to let them start counting the uh, or you know, correlating, if you will, the number of gun deaths, right? So that they can tie it to some kind of public health crisis. That way, that way, they feel, and they say it in this article, they believe then that they could, for, they could, it would bet, help them, right, to advance gun control, right? Right? And it's a good strategy. I guess I have to give them credit for it. I guess I can read from the article a little bit here, just to give you a little brief rundown. I have time, because <clears throat> I have a point I want to make. Days after the deadly mass shooting in Orlando, Florida, the American Medical Association says it is adopting a policy calling gun violence in America or gun violence in the U.S. a public health crisis and says it will actively lobby Congress to overturn 20-year-old legislation blocking research on gun violence by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Quote, even as Americans face a crisis unrivaled in any other developed country, which is a lie, that's just hype. The Congress prohibits the CDC from conducting the very research that would help us understand the problems associated with gun violence and determine how to reduce the high rate of firearms-related deaths and injuries, AMA President Stephen Stack said in a statement. Now, what he means by that is uh, they want to uh, try and associate these gun violence and then determine how they can implement gun control. They, have, they don't, couldn't care less about uh, the deaths or injuries or how to prevent those. They couldn't care less. Nice try there, Mr. Stack, Mr. Stephen Stack of the American Medical Association. It goes on. The AMA, the largest physicians group in the U.S., says it has supported gun control since the 1980s. Well, of course. Of course they're a government agency. Of course. That's part of their agenda. That's part of their doctrine. That's part of their standards. One of their standards. part of their creed. And as recently as 2013, the association called the uncontrolled ownership uh, and use of firearms a serious threat to public health because, and again, that was a quote, and because, and another quote, the weapons are one of the main, main causes of intentional and unintentional injuries and death. The history of the ban on federal research on gun violence goes back to 1996 when the National Rifle Association lobbied Congress to prevent any gun research that could be interpreted as endorsing gun control. But the author of that legislation, check this out now, guys, but the author of that legislation, then Representative Jay Dickey, a Democrat? Wrong. A Republican from Arkansas told NPR in October that he regrets that his law has had a broader effect. You heard it. Not a Democrat, a Republican. This is a quote from him. It wasn't necessary that all that research stopped. It just couldn't be the collection of data so that they could advocate gun control. That's all we were talking about. 
But for some reason, it just stopped altogether. Yeah, there's another Republican for you. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, so what's the point I'm trying to make here? Well, okay, so they want to try and, and, and make uh, gun violence or guns, specifically the firearms themselves. They want to try and, and label that, you know, that like as a scourge. Guns, not the violence and the deaths, gals. Now, you have to, you have to understand here what they really mean. They want guns to be labeled as a public health crisis because then they can go in and, and control them and, in fact, probably outright ban them, right? Well, are guns really a public health crisis? Are they really? Well, of course they're not. I have guns over there in my safe right now, and ain't nobody getting shot and ain't nobody dead. And they can sit there for 100 years and unless they are used in the hands of some deranged, freaking psychotic or a Muslim extremist, they're going to just be, or a patriot or whatever, they're going to sit right there and they ain't going to cause anybody any harm. So guns cannot be a public health crisis. But, but, guess what is a public health crisis? That's right. You guessed it. Vile, disgusting, freaking homosexuals. They are a legitimate public health crisis. They are front and center. They are probably the leading public health crisis in this country and with the diseases that they spread. This is a fact. Forget about the moral decay. And I don't, I don't mean discount it, and I don't mean just like completely forget it, but you have to look at the, like the physical, the, the actual tangible results that are perpetrated on the American populace that the, that the homos out there perpetrate on this through their disgusting, vile, filthy acts that they commit with one another. That is a public health crisis, not guns. They're dummies at the AMA. You catch my drift? But you know what? That's a nice try. That's a nice try, and of course, this is from the NPR. Of course, it's from NPR. What else would you expect from them? You know, but you're not going to see them report on real public health crises. See, because if you know, if you do, if you try and say that homos, disgusting bio creatures, are a public health crisis, you will be labeled a homophobe. That's all they can do. They can just call you a name, even though the evidence that there is more evidence. Hey, check this out. I'll bet you. Okay, fine. I would. Hey, I'll have a contest with you there, AMA. You go ahead, and why don't you do both? Or like you do yours, right? You do your little survey and your little collection of data and blah, 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 right? And then you come up with your number, right? And we'll do ours over here, right, with the homos, right? Let's see who comes up with the bigger number of deaths uh, related to such. C- catch my drift? Catch my drift? Now, I don't know what those numbers would be, but I'm guessing that the numbers of deaths related, directly related to the vile, disgusting acts that homos perpetrate are going to be substantially, substantially, probably even astronomically higher than gun deaths. And, and now, you would have to exclude, like, wars. Okay, we have, to, we have to be fair here. I think you would have to exclude wars that we shouldn't even be in, okay? Just gun deaths. Like the guns that are sitting over in my safe that aren't committing any deaths. Those ones, right? Let's, let's do this. Let's have this contest there, Stephen Stack of the AMA. Let's see. Let's see who comes out on top, uh, unfortunately, there, right? Let's see. Well, I know that I'm right. Okay. I don't have to do it. You know, but it would be interesting, and maybe this is a call to action for somebody out there. Maybe even me, your host, your humble host. Jay Shanahan can try and do some of this research on his own, and perhaps I will, okay? And so just stay tuned. I don't know when I'll have this data, you know, because I'm just a truck driver, by the way, and, uh, yeah, 
off the scour of the Internet. But it's just interesting. And here's the thing. You guys can do it on your own. But here's the other thing. I don't think it matters because we already all know. We already all know. We, are, we already know. We know the truth. You know, you know, moral people, sane people know the truth about what is really going on in every aspect of, 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 of life and in our, in, in, in our society. We know that our society, we know that there is complete freaking culture rot going on, okay? And the homos right now are just kind of front and center, you know? And see, here's another thing, homos, and I mentioned this in my uh, article. You know, the government that you think is there's so much out there to protect you as far as your minority status goes and all that. And, boy, they really love you. And, you know, they're going to make sure you get equal treatment. They're going to light the White House up and rainbow this and that. And, yeah, gay marriage, go get, yeah, it's all fun, blah, blah, blah. Well, hey, man, they don't really care about you either, okay? They don't really care about you either. They, don't, they, could, they, they you know, care as much about you as they do me or the man in the moon. Okay, they hate all of us, okay? They hate all of us. And to just come back around kind of full cir- circle, I think maybe now homos, aren't you kind of getting it now a little bit? How could this have happened? I heard some homos say that. How could this have happened to us? Blah, blah, blah. What do you mean, how could it happen to you? What are you, special? Well, you've been special up until now. See? Oops. Up until now there, you freaking bunch of vile, disgusting homos. You've been special up until now. Because now, see, it's too late, man. Clock's ticking. Tick, tock, tick, tock. Time is running out. Time is running out. For this, for the one party system, the one party party that we have uh, ruling this land and lording over us and destroying this country. All right. I see we are at the end of the show. I want to thank you all for listening. God bless each and every one of you. And again, two things. Are you listening to me there, Department of Homeland Security? This is what I say at the end of my show, and I'm going to continue to say it unabashedly. Be all that you can be, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. Be all that you can be. Become a domestic terrorism and defeat the scourge of the one-party system. And remember this as well. That is that freedom comes from the sword. I will see you tomorrow. Take care. Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere 
with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
Second, the entire mainstream media has so far deliberately conspired to avoid mentioning any ties to radical Islam among both the San Bernardino shooters a few months ago as well as the recent shooting in Orlando. So the twisted narrative from the mainstream media basically focuses on the weapon rather than the person using the weapon. And they will reluctantly mention radical Islam if they can't avoid doing so. Third and last, the entire mainstream media will not print the fact that ISIS announced that it was targeting Florida for a major attack four or five days ago, as was reported in an article at the Gateway Pundit. And now, the other thing is, the shooter, Omar Mir Sadiq Mateen, is a registered Democrat. I don't know if that means anything, but we'll find out. So instead of acknowledging that this was an act of terrorism carried out by an organized radical wing of Islam, the entire mainstream media has falsely characterized the attack as a hate crime that targeted Mahus. And they're only now admitting it was an act of terrorism after undeniable evidence linking the shooter to ISIS has been cited by the FDA. So here's some of the ways that the mainstream media will deliberately distort the story, okay? First, they refuse to mention the guy's full name because it sounds like a Muslim name. Then they will Photoshop photos of the guy to make him appear as white as possible, implying that this is a white guys with guns problem in society. Then they're going to blame the gun, but not the person using it. And somehow this inanimate object will be vilified, but never the person who killed all these people. And they will never dare mention that the shooter is a registered Democrat because they have to push the narrative that only Republicans are violent shooters and never the Democrats. So the worst of all of it is that the entire mainstream media will use this event to ludicrously call for the complete disarmament of all American citizens even as wide-open borders allow any number of terrorists to walk right into the country. So the controlled establishment media, in other words, basically wants to take away your constitutional right to self-defense, even as the terror attacks on American soil have now reached epidemic levels that put us all at risk. And to accomplish this, they have to call this an act of this act of terror, a hate crime, while avoiding any mention of the Islamic terrorists who carried it out. So if you want accurate information, you can't watch CNN, you can't watch MSNBC, you can't watch Fox, 
and all the other lying mainstream media outlets, what you have to do is you go to Breitbart.com, B-R-E-I-T-B-A-R-T. You go to InfoWars. You go to all these things. You know, all these true alternative media. There was this video where this guy explains that Islam has a violence problem against Mahus. And he says in the video that a single Muslim just killed more Mahus than so-called Mahu bashing killed in the last 50 years. I mean, Trump warned about Brussels before it happened, and he's been proven right yet again. So what, there's some questions that need to be asked if you dare seek the answers. The mainstream media is broadcasting all the bloody images of the carnage at the Orlando bar. Yet we're never shown any blood at all from the Sandy Hook massacre. Then we're told that the showing of the blood of the dead children wouldn't be appropriate for broadcast news. So if that's the case, why is it so appropriate now? And anyone who points out the shooter is Islamic will be cast as an informant bigot. But if the shooter had been white and Christian, the entire mainstream media would be hammering home that point every, every second. So why is criticism of Islam disallowed in America, while criticism of whites or Christians is openly condoned by the media? Since when did it become bad to be Christian but good to be Muslim in America? And there exists a Mahu gun rights group known as Pink Pistols. And they have the answers to the shooting, but they will be completely ignored by the mainstream media. You ever wonder why they don't want to talk to armed Mahu guys who practice self-defense? It's, it's amazing. We have a Second Amendment here. Second Amendment is the right to bear arms. What do you think would happen if that shooting occurred in Texas? Do you think that shooting would ever occur in Texas where the people have the right to carry a weapon? Do you, do you, really, do you really think that that's, that's a possibility? Uh, you, got, you can't believe this. I am on the radio. So you think that would happen? Do you think that a guy would walk into a crowded bar and in his mind think, hey, I wonder how many people in here have guns. Maybe I better not do this. But to go into Orlando where you know that nobody has a gun, and go into a crowded place and open fire, you know you're going to be safe. Why, why, why do they not want us to be able to protect ourselves? That's a really good question. Okay. There's a danger that we face due to our federal government's incompetence and abandonment of fundamental national security priorities. 
And incompetence doesn't even begin to describe it. So what is being exhibited today by Obama and the rest of the regime in power is nothing more than pure psychosis. It's a delusional denial of reality that's going to get a whole lot more Americans killed if something doesn't change. So because of the gross negligence that now dominates the insanely delusional ruling class in Washington, you've got to be warned about what's coming and how to protect yourself from the war that's being waged against America by ISIS. So the deaths of those 50-plus innocent Americans has to be credited to the other incompetence of the Obama administration and his bizarre unwillingness to utter the phrase radical Islamic terrorism. And because he refuses to admit that a radical branch of Islam even exists, he has shut down every effort by other people within the federal government to try to stop these acts of terrorism. Okay, so the FBI is investigating over 900 ISIS terror threats in the United States, covering all 50 states. Yet the Obama administration has systematically shut down federal prosecutions of the groups and silenced the whistleblowers that tried to warn that all this is coming. It's almost as if the Obama administration is actively working for ISIS. So on the surface of all this, maybe you could conclude that the leaders of the U.S. federal government and the DHS in particular are utterly incompetent. But if you look more deeply into what's happening It's a lot worse because these people are actually working to promote an ISIS invasion of America. So what we're all witnessing is the invasion stage of a massive war being waged against America. The government's open borders policies have allowed ISIS to occupy America with boots on the ground. Now there's hundreds of active terror cells across America. And guess who helped put them there? Barack Hussein Obama, the same guy who promised to fundamentally transform America. The same guy who handed nuclear weapons capabilities to Iran in a very thinly veiled effort to start a nuclear war in the Mideast beginning with nuclear attacks on Israel. Okay, we got police force, and they're local cops, and they're overworked, and they're underpaid, and they're underappreciated. Yet they try to protect lives while operating in a highly hostile environment of never-ending media accusations and criticism. They're also short-staffed, meaning that in any given city, there's barely enough cops on the street 
to prevent mass chaos and mass chaos and looting on any given day. It takes only one lone wolf terror attack to occupy nearly the entire police power in a major city. And this act leaves the rest of the city wide open and vulnerable to additional attacks by other terror cells, meaning that the police cannot protect you even if they want to. So the solution, of course, is to carry your own concealed firearm if it was legal to do so where you live. If it's not legal to do so in your city and town, maybe either petition the government or move somewhere else where self-defense is legal. At the same time, this country is being invaded and occupied by an enemy network of terror cells. The utterly incompetent, America-hating nutjobs in Washington insist on keeping the nation's southern border wide open. Why? It's being done for no other reason than to serve as a Democrat or voter recruitment tool, hoping that millions of impoverished, desperate illegals will pour into the country so that Obama can declare them all eligible voters before Election Day and usher the new criminal in chief into office, which is what he did before the second election for him when he gave all the illegals that were here amnesty and allowed them to vote. So the very idea of no borders is ludicrous. The White House has borders. The Vatican has borders. The Democratic National Convention has borders. Every secure nation in the world has borders. And those nations which fail to enforce their borders suffer runaway problems with drug smuggling, human trafficking, trafficking, illegal weapons trafficking, and an influx of illegal aliens. But thanks to this policy, the ISIS terrorists can now walk right into America and set up shop in every major city, and they've already done so. So this is the one good thing that Obama has accomplished. So the governor isn't going to protect you. The local cops can't protect you. So what does Obama and the freedom-hating media want to do about it? They want to take away your right to self-defense. The gun control agenda is in full force today, and it's all based on the absurd premise that if only innocent, law-abiding Americans were all unarmed, somehow terrorists would stop killing their intended targets. you got to be killing me. This is brain-dead stupid. But it's par for the course when it comes to an incompetent criminal government that hates America and hates your individual liberties even more. My advice, if it's legal in your area, arm yourself. Now, a single well-placed bullet could have halted that entire massacre in Orlando. But unfortunately, nobody was carrying a weapon that could have saved dozens of lives. So if you dare to criticize Islam these days, you are immediately labeled an intolerant bigot. I mean, we, we, we must all embrace radical Islam terrorists under the new politically correct regime of inclusiveness, which also has deep-voiced men wearing wigs and marching into women's restrooms because they self-identify as a woman. 
God, you be kidding me. It's all delusional, political communication, political garbage that we're dealing with. Why? Why why is it that way? Why do we have to subject ourselves to all this? Why? The fact is, I, I mean, don't you have enough of this political correctness, leftist lunacy in this company and all this political correctness, gobbledygook that wants to shut down free speech by calling rational concerns about radical Islam bigotry or intolerance? The fact is, the same political correctness police, police on the delusional left who claims to despise violence against the Mahus has pushed the dangerous denial about radical Islam that has now led to mass murder of the homosexual people. And in this particular massacre, the link is a direct one. An info report, InfoWars reported that a co-worker of Omar Mateen tried to report this guy's erratic behavior to his employer, but the report was silenced because Mateen was a Muslim. So political correctness, in other words, allowed Mateen's mental illness to flourish. So in protecting violent Muslims, by silencing criticism under the guise of political correctness, the political just the political left just sold out the homosexuals to Islamic terrorism, and even now we're all being ordered to chant peace and love and embrace Islam as a religion of peace, while the homosexual brothers and sisters are being gunned down in cold blood by an anti-American hater, and this is called tolerance. I don't call it tolerance. I call it lunacy. And I can't stay quiet about it. I don't care who it is being murdered in cold blood. So for our mutual survival, we got to reject the political correctness lunacy that silences legitimate concerns about Islamic terrorism. Don't you think it's about time we had the balls to stand up and tell the truth? Or maybe we'll just be slaughtered while people like Obama roll out the red carpet to more ISIS terrorists who commit mass murder across the American cities. So as a practical matter, you've got to realize that the ISIS terrorists will obviously target large, high-density crowds for their operations in order to maximize their body count. So it means that if you want to avoid being killed by an ISIS terrorist, you might want to avoid placing yourself in or near crowded spaces, especially those that are indoors. And nightclubs are one obvious target. I mean, take a look at the Paris attacks a few months ago. They targeted nightclubs. And they like to operate at night because it's easier to hide their weapons and their explosives. So dark, indoor environment with large crowds and lots of noise are perfect targets 
for the maximum carnage in the minds of these sick, evil-minded dickheads. So notably, this could include orchestral, theoretical, or theatrical performances in a large auditorium, a huge full hall full of a thousand plus seated people with a small number of available exits is a dream come true for radical Islamic terrorists. All they need is a seat in the balcony and their willingness to kill large numbers of disarmed, helpless people who mistakenly think they're sitting in a gun-free zone. There is no such thing. There's only victim disarmament zones where the bad guys have all the guns. Think about it. Theaters, auditoriums, nightclubs, indoor stadiums, all targets for ISIS. Can you imagine an, an ISIS terror cell targeting a televised UFC fight in order to achieve the high publicity factor that comes from the live streaming of their mass murderer. I mean, look, their goal is terror. So the more eyeballs, the more successful they consider their operation. You want to survive this war with radical Islam? Do not put yourself in the middle of large crowds. And if you do, make sure you're armed and you're capable of shooting back if some weirdo opens fire on your group. Your chance of being the first person shot is extremely low. <clears throat> so this means that you've got a really good chance of hearing someone else get shot, giving you time to draw your weapon and prepare to return fire. Just remember that a single well-placed shot could have ended the Orlando massacre. You want to see things in America continue on the same path? Keep voting for the same kind of nut jobs who brought us to this point of lunacy in the first place. But if you want to see a radically different future, maybe one where political correctness, idiocy is abandoned and we finally get serious about radical Islam, then maybe you should vote for the anti-establishment candidates. And if the voters keep putting the very same people in the office who right now deny the existence of radical Islam, the whole situation is again way, 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 way worse. Remember, there's consequences for denial. So the political left's demand for tolerance have reached the point of insane stupid stupidity. Being tolerant should not require us all to be so incredibly stupid that we don't point out the very real pattern of terrorism taking place right in front of us. Now, the left's tolerance is a cover for terrorists who target homosexuals. So tolerance promotes violence against homosexuals at a far worse level than all the so-called quote-unquote gay bashers in the history of homosexual bashing. This is the price we pay for political correctness lunacy and the power we reluctantly grant the Tolerati. 
So the sniveling, unwit generation, snowflake, dickhead, who demand that we limit our thoughts and speech to those few topics that they consider to be acceptable, and meanwhile, our homosexual brothers and sisters are being gunned down, and the entire leftist media still can't find the honesty to utter the word Islam, is absolutely a mental disorder. There's a mass mental illness in the political correctness culture, and it's now causing us dearly in suffering and blood. And the deaths of these innocents in Orlando is a direct result of political correctness, lunacy, and the mentally ill denials of reality. And, you know, it's, it's time to stand up. It's time to speak out. It's time to get your act together and resist what's happening. It's, our, it's time to actually live the Second Amendment. Yeah, come on. If you're carrying a weapon, you're not going to walk into a crowd and shoot somebody. Okay, let me ask you a question. You have a right to bear arms, and you're walking, and you have a gun in your pocket, and you don't care. And you walk into a big supermarket, or you walk into a big shopping center, wherever you live, and all of a sudden you see some lunatic with a sawed-off shotgun running into the crown and yelling, Allah, Allah, Akbar, Allah, Allah, Akbar. I want to ask you a question. Would you hesitate to take out that gun and shoot that guy with the shotgun? I'm, I, I can't answer for you. So in today's paper, on American, on, on Associated Press, okay, this is what they say. The gunman whose attack on a gay nightclub left 49 victims dead appears to have been a homegrown extremist who espoused support for a jumble of often conflicting Islamical radical groups, the White House and the FBI said. I'm reading you this article from Associated Press. I'm not making this stuff up. As Orlando, Florida mourned its dead with flowers and candles and vigils, counterterrorism investigators dug into the background of 29-year-old Omar Mateen. See, they don't, they don't give you the other names, right? The American-born Muslim who carried out the deadliest mass shooting in modern U.S. history. So far, we see no indication that this was a plot directed from outside the United States, and we see no indication that he was part of any kind of network, said the FBI director. But he said Mateen was clearly radicalized, at least in part via the Internet. So the director, James Comey, said the Bureau is also trying to determine whether Mateen had recently scouted Disney World as a potential target, as reported by People.com, which cited an unidentified federal law enforcement source. We're still working through that, Comey said. The FBI chief defended the Bureau's handling of Mateen, and I got to change the pages. Hang on. 
You're going to love this. I mean, it's gotten me crazy. Uh, during two previous investigations into his apparent terrorist sympathies, as for whether there was anything the FBI should have done differently, so far the honest answer is, I don't think so. Despite Mateen's pledge of fealty to the Islamic State, a murky combination of other possible motives and explanations emerged with his ex-wife saying he suffered from mental illness and his Afghan immigrant father suggesting he may have acted out of anti-gay hatred. He said his son got angry recently about seeing two men kiss. The Orlando Sentinel and the other news organizations regularly quoted customers at the gay bars saying they had seen Mateen there a number of times. Sometimes he would go over in a corner and sit and drink by himself, and other times he would get so drunk he was loud and belligerent. Smith said he saw the killer inside at least a dozen times. So wielding an AR-15 semi-automatic rifle and a handgun, Mateen opened fire at Pulse, Orlando, early Sunday in the three-hour shooting rampage and hospital siege that ended with a SWAT team killing him. During the attack, he called 911 to profess allegiance to the Islamic State group. At the White House, President Barack Obama said, there's no clear evidence so far that Mateen was directed by the group, calling the attack an apparent example of homegrown extremism. Obama will, Obama will travel to Orlando on Thursday to pay his respects to the victims and stand in solidarity with the community, the White House said Monday evening. More details of the bloodbath, bloodbath emerged with Orlando Police Chief John Mina saying Mateen was cool and calm during the phone calls with police negotiations, but the chief said he decided to send the SWAT team in and bash through the wall after Mateen holed up with hostages in a bathroom and began to talk about bombs and an explosive vest. We knew there would be an imminent loss of life. As it turned out, Mateen had no explosives. Five of the wounded were reported in grave condition Monday, meaning the death toll could rise. And a call went out for blood donations. Mourners piled bouquets around a makeshift memorial. People broke down in tears and held their hands to their faces while passing through the growing collection of blah, 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 and blah, 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 and blah, 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 blah. On Capitol Hill, Democratic lawmakers Lawmakers erupted on the House floor in loud criticism of House Speaker Paul Ryan and other Republican leaders for leaving the nation's gun laws untouched. Some protested by leaving the House chamber during a moment of silence. See, blame it on the Republicans that they haven't passed the bill on gun laws. What was the bill that they wanted passed? Restricting the gun laws. Not the fact that anybody should carry a gun, which, you know, would be, oh, my God, the horror. Imagine someone carrying a gun when somebody wants to open fire. Oh, what would we do? Oh, my God, we couldn't shoot them. We'd have to hide. We'd have to run and cover ourselves because other people have guns. So there were some comments here. 
Trump pushes an immigration ban. You understand? He vowed to impose a broad ban on immigration from areas of the world for a history of terrorism, and he suggested some Muslims in the United States are turning a blind eye to unfolding plots as he outlined an aggressive response to the deadly attack in Orlando. Hillary Clinton was more measured in her own remarks, warning that demonizing all Muslims for the actions of a few would only benefit extremist groups. One guy wants to do something, and one lady doesn't want to do something. Hillary Clinton says, I believe weapons of war have no place on our streets. Okay, look, the only people in this country, really, that can carry guns on the streets are the police, the criminals, and the terrorists. (laughs) Normal people can't carry a gun. Because, no, because... Only the terrorists and the criminals and the police can carry guns. And in time, all will be revealed and all will be corrected and everybody will be safe because nobody has guns, which means that time after time we'll be able to reduce the population a little bit until eventually, you know, maybe in a thousand years we can gather up and collect all the extremists. Now I want to give you some information about this guy, okay? So there was a former co-worker of Omar Mateen that tried to draw attention to Mateen's homophobic comments and his unhinged behavior, but was ignored because Mateen was a Muslim And the bosses were concerned about being politically incorrect. Let me tell you another thing. The guy was screwed up, right? He was on drugs. You think the pharmaceutical industry could have any part of this? That's something to think about. So Florida today reported that the former... Fort Pierce police officer worked the same job as Mateen for the G4S security at the south gate of the PGA village for several months in 2014 and 15. Gilroy, the police officer, complained that Mateen frequently made homophobic and racial comments and that his behavior was unhinged and unstable, but the bosses ignored him because Mateen was a Muslim. And after Gilroy quit, he was stalked by Mateen, with the killer sending him dozens of text messages every day. So the guy said, I quit because everything he said was toxic, and the company wouldn't do anything. This guy was unhinged and unstable, and he talked about killing people. So their circumstances are similar in nature to how the San Bernardino jihadists were not reported to police because the neighbors feared they will be labeled racist. 
And and according to Fox News correspondent Will Carr, the uh, the neighbor of Syed Farouk and Tash, Tashfin Malik, they didn't alert authorities because they didn't want to racial profile, despite the sudden appearance of numerous Middle Easterners in the area who were receiving suspicious packages. So the Orlando Gay Nightclub Massacre massacre is just another illustration of how concerns over political correctness and the left's refusal to admit that Islam has a violence problem is now actually leading to innocent people being killed. That's one aspect in a, in a, a for real media. Then this guy, Mateen, was paid by the U.S. government to distribute immigrants across the U.S. cities. Okay, so it should come as no surprise that a radical Islamist has ties to the U.S. government, and yet it never seems to get any less haunting when it's revealed that a terrorist was allowed to walk freely in America, armed to the teeth, despite setting off numerous red flags. So Omar Mateen, the terrorist responsible for the Orlando nightclub shooting, has been revealed to have been employed by the U.S. branch of G4S, the British company that provides security services. It's getting better. It's getting better. And this is, this is coming from uh, a media outlet that is not afraid to speak out. So G4S revealed that Mateen had been working for them since 2007, meaning that he very well could have had advanced access to all sorts of weaponry. And according to Zero Hodge, Mateen's connection with G4S got even more frightening from there. They report that G4S has been bringing immigrants who have been labeled other than Mexican across the border from Mexico and distributing them in Phoenix, Arizona without proper processing. Zero Hodge writes, outraged border control agents and supervisors on the front lines say illegal immigrants are being released in droves because there's no room to keep them in detention. How does this not appear like a blatant security threat? Why is the government just standing by while this happens? Why can't American people get a straight answer from anyone? So considering that Mateen was investigated by the FBI multiple times in the past few years, it's absolutely terrifying that nothing was done to prevent the Orlando massacre from happening. The shooter reportedly made inflammatory comments to co-workers, alleging possible terrorist ties. But how was this guy allowed to obtain firearms after such an event? I mean, if it walks like a terrorist and talks like a terrorist, you think perhaps it is a terrorist? So maybe avoiding the toxic brand of political correctness that is sweeping this country could have prevented this lunatic from killing 50 innocent people and injuring more than 50 more. The left has already attempted to blame the tragedy in Orlando on the NRI, 
the Christians, the, the, the gay community, and everything else under the sun except what actually caused it. It is now time that we, as American citizens, stand up against radical Islam and say boldly and formally, no more. I, there are newscasts out there that are not afraid to say this stuff. They really aren't. It's crazy. It is crazy what is happening. Do you think I like talking about this? No. You think I like walking down the street and thinking, hey, I wonder some guy. Okay, I live on an island. It's kind of hard. You know, you're, you're very well obvious when you come to Hawaii, if you're new and you're not from here. It's, it's very interesting. The only kind of person they would send here wouldn't be a Muslim person. It would either be uh, some Oriental person because they fit in perfectly. But the point is, people here are ready to defend themselves. They can't walk down the street with guns. We can't. We're allowed to have a gun in our home. We're allowed to defend ourselves in our home. But you can't walk down the street. You can carry a pocket knife. That helps. Not against a gun, it doesn't. But the point is, why do they want to keep the southern border open? Why did Obama grant amnesty to all the illegal Mexicans that were in the United States before his second election term? Why? Because that's how he got elected. Because they all voted for him. Because they gave him amnesty. Look, I don't view people by the color of their skin. Because that's simply the vehicle. I talked about this so many times. Let's use the analogy of a car. Car comes in different sizes, different colors, different shapes, different accessories. But the only reason that the car moves is because it takes a driver to move the vehicle. It's no different with the bodies. The bodies come in different shapes and sizes and colors different accessories and whatever. But the difference between a live body and a dead body is that either the driver is still there or the driver has left. Okay. So if the vehicle is temporary and the driver is eternal, isn't it better to see beyond the vehicle and see the spiritual being that is driving the body? And if we did that, there would be no Muslim terrorists. There would be no racism. There would be no anything. 
because you would see that person for who he really is, a spiritual being, a part and parcel of our Heavenly Father. But people don't want to do that because they get more if they live as materialists and they can exploit people and they can rip them off and they can endure because they have the power. Their hate will prevail. You just think about the fact that if they gave everyone the right to bear arms in all 50 states, do you really, really believe that some guy would walk into a crowded place with a gun and open fire knowing that he was going to get shot because even though you can't see it, lots of people were carrying weapons. Why, why do you think, why do you think they want to, why do you think Hillary Clinton wants to ban the second amendment? So the government has control so they can tell you anything. They can send anyone to make your life miserable. There's nothing, nothing you can do about it. Let me just tell you, the mainstream media is doing all it can to try to ignore the fact that there is something wrong with Hillary Clinton. She can't go a week during her campaign without at some point coughing her head off. No, seriously, I've been reading about this. The American Thinker published a piece by a guy named Thomas, Thomas Lifson noticing this phenomenon, how frequent it is, and posing questions at what could be the problem. What he said was Hillary Clinton, who suffered a brain injury so severe that it affected her vision for weeks, is also suffering from a malady that causes fits of coughing in public. If nothing else, this constitutes a ready-made face-saving excuse for her to drop out or be pushed out of her sinking ship presidential campaign. This is what the guy wrote. So, but the liberal mainstream media, which has gone out of its way above and beyond to protect Obama, who instituted a lousy economy and poor employment figures and incoherent foreign policies and for making stupid deals with enemies and then lying about it, is now trying to do the same thing for Clinton. In April, the Washington Post attempted to paint anyone who dared to ask why it is Clinton has such coughing fits as conservative conspiracy, conspiracy nuts. That's absurd. But what's even more absurd is for the Post and the other left-wing media has been to suggest it's not an issue. But there's more, as they say on the late-night infomercials. There's this uh, news aggregator. His name is Matt Drudge 
that hit upon this possibility other than the brain injury. He seems to think that Hillary is so hopped up on meds as to be incoherent at times, which explains her low-energy campaign. And he's not alone. There's this guy that has this comic series, Dilbert. His name is Scott Adams. And he feels that someone who also correctly predicted the presumptive GMO President nominee Donald Trump would rise to the top of a once-crowded Republican field, that he wrote on his personal blog that Clinton's use of big farm and alcohol make her thought processes more suspect and a very coherent, if brusque, Donald Trump. And he wrote that he believes that Clinton is part human, part pharmacological grab bag, while Trump, who doesn't drink alcohol, has never taken drugs, is not a chemical cyborg with a personality that is driven by big pharma. He also observed Trump doesn't drink. He never has. He doesn't take illegal drugs. He's the same guy at night that he is in the morning. He's not a chemical cyborg with a personality that is driven by big pharma. Clinton, on the other hand, is part human, part pharmacological grab bag, and her per- policy or her personality is at least partly determined by whatever cocktail of meds and wine are in her system at a given moment. In other words, she's just like most adults. Our personalities are the product of the drugs in our system for better or worse. Now, this is all coming from the guy who put together Dilbert. Do you make the same decisions when you are tired? Do you make the same decisions when you're angry, depressed, or in pain? Probably not. So if meds are fixing those conditions, those meds are also controlling your decisions, and that introduces risk. Trump brings with him all the risks of being Trump, but he does seem to be the same person every day. Clinton brings with her all the risks of being Clinton, plus any extra risks from a glass of wine or doctor-prescribed meds. That risk could be nearly nothing or not. We have no way to know. We do know for certain about Clinton's head injury. We know that she's taken prescription blood thinners since 1998 because of a history of blood clots. And at least one health care professional, Talk host Dr. Drew Pinsky says that her blood thinner, comedine, is out of the ordinary. Besides this, her physician and the natural press have certified she's fit and ready to serve as the president. So what happens if Hillary is in office and gets a blood clot? And it goes through her brain, and she becomes a whacked-out freak. What happens? You tell me. It'll be very interesting to see who she's going to have as her vice president. 
You have to think about that. Look, I know that Donald Trump has got lots of flaws. But if this guy gets elected, it'd be like watching Saturday Night Live every day. I mean, my goodness gracious. What can you do? I mean, it's, at least the guy speaks his mind. At least he's not controlled by anybody because he doesn't need their money. Maybe he's screwed up. Maybe he isn't. But the guy wants to put borders on the country. What is wrong with having a border? What's wrong with having people come into the country legally? I don't see anything wrong with that. Every other country in the world, people have to go in legally, except the United States. And so what if we're allowed to carry a gun? If I could carry a gun, I would do it in a heartbeat. Seriously. Because I know that if some idiot out there knows that someone where he is is carrying a gun, he ain't going to do anything to risk his life. But when you got a guy in Orlando, Florida, 